This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Oh, man, this shit is depressing. Man, I seen a meme the other day and shit. Um, I don't know how true it is. Yeah. But that's how, that's how memes work. <laughs> facts. Facts. Uh, but it was like uh, just a note that uh, all the pictures in the civil rights movement were were taken with color oh, cameras. Oh, the black and white joint? And they yeah. just make them black and white so you can feel like they a long-ass time ago. Yeah, not fucking 60 years ago. So then I was uh, watching some um, Huey Newton videos, like the adult version of Huey yeah, Newton, yeah. like on talk shows and yeah. shit. Like they try to make that seem like that shit was so long ago. This no. nigga was around. There were talk shows. Like in the late <laughs> 80s, early 90s yeah. and shit. Like he was around. yeah. He was alive and well, nigga. He's not like an ancestor. Like, (laughs) no. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? They make everybody seem like an ancestor. Or the word ancestor seems so old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, like, no, nigga, this is current. No, that that brother Huey was literally here around the time niggas were born. You know what I'm saying? On talk shows, on television, sitting down, having relevant conversations with white people. (laughs) Like, it wasn't just, but. Again, even if that meme isn't true that they yeah. intentionally did that. He died in 89. Yeah. Not early 90s, but yeah. you get what I was saying. Yeah, he was right there. And even if that meme isn't necessarily accurate about them making shit black and white that was taken in color, it don't matter. Both, it still did the same thing. Because <laughs> we all seen color pictures yeah. uh, of that moment. Yeah. And then we see the black and white. Like, yeah. yeah. The only black and white picture that I've that's like famous that I've never seen in color because I don't think there's a color available for it. Um, is that Harriet Tubman picture. That like one Harriet Tubman picture that they have. Um, I've seen people like remake it and redo it in color, yeah. but that wasn't taken in color. That's the only black and white joint that I think might have really been black and white. I wouldn't be shocked if all the rest of that shit was color, man. Yeah. Um, but shit, fuck it, man. We in that zone. Let's let's get into it. Yeah. I mean, Hov better say something before I, I start. I, I, I was thinking. Before I start. I was swear to God, I was thinking. Hov better say a word, nigga. Light nigga, dark nigga, full nigga, real nigga, rich nigga, poor nigga, house nigga, feel nigga. Real nigga. I'm about to do this shit over. Real nigga. I got to. I mean, I like that second one. Hey, real nigga, real nigga. Hey, hold up. I'm not black. I'm OJ. Episode 104. Okay. Okay. (laughs) What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to episode 104 of This Week in Culture. I am your host, Ant Wood, a.k.a. Trinidad Ant, a.k.a. The Comment Curator. And I got my dog with me, Jay. What up, though? What up, though? She man, Jay Johnson, a.k.a. Real nigga. Real niggas, man. And all the real niggas that listen to this pod and the real non-niggas, because don't think y'all got to pass just because you on the side of the right niggas. Um... Thank you all for listening in, man. Welcome back to another week. We appreciate all the listeners, all the taggers, the posters, the retweeters, the commenters, the texters, everybody who fucking with this shit, man. We appreciate y'all. The love is just growing and uh and it's evident, man. We got 
the shy thread over there popping right now. We like 500 comments deep on that already. I ain't really think we was going to come back with that same energy. Because every time you talk to somebody, don't they be like, oh, I, I ain't watch never watched the shy yet. I still ain't checked that out. And I ain't really know if we was going to be able to get that thread popping off this way. But uh, I'm glad the energy is there. Probably because it was a little controversial uh, scene in this episode. Man, it was a couple controversial scenes in this episode. We gonna talk about all that though. We ain't gonna uh, we ain't gonna lean at y'all just yet. Before we get to the shy, wanna say Happy Father's Day to all the black, all the good dads. You ain't gotta be a black dad, but <laughs> the black dads go first, nigga. Because fuck that, we the culture, man. But Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Um, everybody who was able to uh, spend some quality time with their kids yesterday. Everybody who is a dad who might not have been able to spend some time with their kid yesterday. It's a lot of them out there as well. Uh, but as long as your heart was in the right place, man, we want to salute to you, man. Were you able to see your pops yesterday? Yeah, absolutely. good shit. How you doing, man? Uh, doing real good, man. Outside building shit, you know. Yeah, re- regular dad shit. Dad shit. He was on it. I love it, man. Yeah, we had a a really great Father's Day yesterday, man. For me, Father's Day is always somber. Um, today while we're recording, this is the four year anniversary when my sister passed. Mm. So God bless. Appreciate you. Um, always a, a somber holiday because when she passed, like we talked to her two, three days right before she died. And then it's just like, it carries you every Father's Day. Yeah. It's kind of like you want to celebrate, but then like with this one being the day after, it's like, all right, I know what's coming tomorrow. So always a, a, a somber holiday, but glad we got to spend some time with my pops, man. Rest in peace to my sister, Kedra. We love you. Um, Shit, man. Happy Juneteenth. We wasn't up here for that. You a couple people me? thought we recorded the afterthoughts the day we released it. And I had to, because they was like, y'all ain't say nothing about Juneteenth. I was like, because it was the 15th when we recorded that shit. But uh, happy Juneteenth to everybody out there, man. Everybody you want to fight about it? I mean, <laughs> I mean you know, you okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, somebody really hit me in the DM. Like, yo, y'all ain't say a word about Juneteenth. I was like, fam, what? that was Monday. <laughs> And, and this was just like extra talking. We wasn't really like organized. You're welcome for four hours of content. Hey man, appreciate it. <laughs> I, I hope y'all appreciate it. But um, four hours is a long fucking time, dog. <laughs> <laughs> like yo we said a lot last week man like, it's a long time bro. hey in real talk because i had a few folks hit me up like yo nigga it took me three days to finish the pod we appreciate you that's all i got to say to anybody these days man i appreciate you because if you listening to two three four hours worth of shit you a real fan man and if nothing else we got your back nigga what what uh Tupac what do you tell cares. If don't and don't nobody else, else care, care. And nigga, Emmett told Kevin, I got your back like chiropractic, nigga. If you rocking with us for four hours, hey, man, what can we say? We love you, dog. So keep doing it. But we ain't going to change. If you end up with four hours of content, that's just what you're getting. Thank you and God bless. Um, Did you do anything Friday to commemorate Juneteenth? Uh, not a damn thing. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't take my ass to work. Ah, uh, Friday. What I do Friday? I uh, went and picked up a camera lens. Yeah. Oh, fr- was Friday, Julie? T- yeah, yeah, Friday yep. I did. Uh, yeah. I hung out. Or over the weekend, because it was some stuff going on Saturday, too, for Juneteenth. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I actually end up um, uh, going to a Juneteenth uh, celebration of sorts. Yeah. And then uh, uh, I went to, like, a, a, a birthday or, or a Juneteenth. I went to two different Juneteenth things. <laughs> dope, dope. Yeah, I know Um, they had one downtown. It was a Juneteenth March peaceful march uh on saturday i didn't want i'm still not ready to be around crowds that large yet that's just where i'm at 
Um, but Friday on Juneteenth, me and a few of my brothers got together and uh, we we went over some business ideas and really sat down and, and started talking finance. And we mm-hmm. had a grown man meeting uh, about grown man things. So more to come on that. But most importantly, we ain't waste a day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And to those who didn't do nothing but just take a day off, I ain't mad at that neither. Salute, man. Niggas need to rest their minds these days. Yo. Yeah, man. I was um, I had a actually because uh, um, none of that shit was planned out. I had a randomly really fun friday yeah yeah you know yeah no friday was great man uh, this is a good weekend this this was a good weekend the weather was straight it was supposed to rain it didn't for real i got up that morning ran two miles yeah i've, I've been seeing y'all all june man Fuck my, all uh, y'all. got my when i rented this camera lens and then i was like third because i had a, a gig to shoot on saturday i'm like i need uh, to try this lens out and uh end up hanging out on friday night and got a chance to to work it out and just That's be around be around black people. Yeah, man. Shout out to all the white people that was at the um plenty of them. the uh June team celebration yeah. and uh it was one girl there she, she was leaving when it was coming and she was like, "Yeah, I'm going. There's too many white folks out here." <laughs> <laughs> she, I was like, "Hey, look." And then it was like one was like standing by. She had said like um one that said like happy Juneteenth. Yeah. And then she was like, "You too." She's like, "What you mean, you too?" Like, uh, <laughs> and like the white lady, maybe the last white slave got on on that day too, nigga. <laughs> the white lady that was like a couple feet over, I could see her eyes get big. It was like <laughs> she was worried. I was just, it was like one of those situations. Like, damn, she thought it was gonna be some smoke. That's funny. But just dog. looking at a, I'm gonna fly on the wall. That shit was hilarious to yeah, me. But like, yeah. I could see how that could be, you know, problematic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just like, nigga, yesterday, 93 <laughs> people. A woman told me Happy Father's Day. And I said you too. Like <laughs> yeah. that's just one. I don't have a kid, and two, she not a father. Yes. So that's just how that go. Um, it's kind of the natural response if you have any level of politeness. So I get it. <laughs> hey, look, I be here to drive through. They're like, enjoy your food. Like you too. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you know oh man, Father's Day had me thinking, man. What's your top three TV dads? Uh, Vegeta, <laughs> <laughs> uh, James Evans. Okay. And um, <laughs> Vegeta, I, I, I thought I did extensive research on this. Thing. It's Vegeta, James Evans, and Uncle Phil. They gonna look up Vegeta all day. Yeah, some of them. Some of the dudes caught that off. That top. nigga, he's a father, dog. He do it. He is a father, he, father. He, he's <laughs> a, like whatever for that kid, man. I think top TV dads for me, man. Definitely Uncle Phil. Um, <sighs> I hate to do it, but again, it's it's just one of the moments for the for the purpose of the question. You got to separate character from from the actor, Bill Cosby, Cliff Huxtable. Pardon me. Um, so Uncle Phil, Cliff Huxtable, and James Evans. Man, James Evans was the OG, and James Evans he died behind this shit. <laughs> like Word. literally, he literally died behind this shit. So then my top three. Um, I had some other cats I was considering, but I I think, and I wasn't even necessarily thinking black. TV dads, like, yeah, but that's I, what I culturally. I mean, I disconnected with them, yeah, because I'm Vegeta like, is the, if, I asked a couple people and somebody was like, "Oh, Danny Tanner," and he let all them people stay in his house. But I'm like, he had mad help raising kids, though. Like, that nigga, rich as fuck, living in yeah, San Francisco with nigga, that big ass house, that giant house. He put up his brother in law, his cousin. Like, so when I be thinking of like. uh the, the the dad role yeah um and some of these tv shows like man these are those are good families and everything uh-huh. like that but like um i didn't necessarily see nobody uh sacrifice or try to give up something for their family you know what mm. i'm saying 
like the the as great as the Cosby Show was, and that was a great example of the family. Yeah, like Cliff ain't struggled nothing. No, no, no. Like, I wasn't about to. <laughs> no, Cliff wasn't going I, through I it. I wasn't putting it on the line, but Uncle Phil would do that every yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I know I'm a judge. Let me go down this motherfucking pool hall, hey, and you know, shit, what I'm saying? Uncle Phil took him back to the hood. Yeah, um, and then James Evans, like, come on. <laughs> I mean, he the OG. He yeah. was the original struggling pops, yeah. nigga. Um, I do, I do got a. Uh, I want to shout out the two two seven because Lester and um the whole two two seven in in itself don't. It's an get, underrated program. It don't get enough credit and like they was attacking stuff then too. Facts. Um, Facts. It's probably because it's just not it's not on syndication. It's not heavy on syndication. So yeah, a whole generations aren't familiar with aren't familiar it. Yeah, two two seven. It's niggas who think Regina King just came out. <laughs> like they seen her in a uh, Watchmen and thought woo. That was a hell of a debut. And it's like, no, oh, 227 was good, dog. 227 was fire, man. And Lester was a good pops. Good pops raising a daughter, man. Shout out to all the girl dads out there. Um, What else? I was trying to think of, like, movie dads, but it's like, it's too many movies on earth. I don't. Seven Pounds? Was that Will? Was Will? That was Will, Will Smith, Will and, yeah. And Rosario Will Dawson, that whole joint. Um, no, oh, no, no, oh, no, no. Oh, no, no. You're thinking pounds. Pursuit of Happiness. Pursuit of Happiness. Well, he liked the best. The movie dad and ever. Real. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Chris is definitely a real nigga. Um, but the sacrifices he made for two and a half hours was like oh tearjerker shit. Um Denzel. And one more oh, uh uh <laughs> Y'all can see me doing my flex. Uh what's the name of the fucking movie? Nigga was doing for the heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um John Q. John Q. John Q. Nigga, if you didn't drop a tear in that yeah, motherfucking yeah, yeah. movie, dog. Then that shit became a rapper bar, like for a year and a half. When nigga, you ain't got no heart, you John Q. Right, but like I know, like that role. So yeah, sometimes it's hard to judge the acted in in overly emotional roles because yeah. the situation. But like, come on, man, he pulled like John yeah. Q. Dog, he pulled it all out. Yeah, like you crying, fam. And again, when you talk about sacrifice, nigga, look what he sacrificed. No, you going? <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> put his whole damn life on the line, man. Man, yeah, man. yeah. I was I was thinking about movie dads. I couldn't pin nothing down, but Pursuit of Happiness definitely. John Q. Definitely. Uh, if I had to think of a third. Probably wouldn't even be a, a dad for real. Just a father figure, nigga. That nigga, uh, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, when he was the basketball coach. What was his coach name? Coach Carter. Coach Carter, nigga. He was great. I loved that movie. I don't know. I used to watch that in college, like every day, senior year, for no reason. But man, we'll go through that one yeah, day. Yeah. Uh, do some top cool. movie dads, yeah. man. Cause it's it's a lot of them out there. You Lawrence just, Fishburne, Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood. Tra- I mean, Pinnacle. Like um, he, he wasn't. The focus wasn't on him, but like in his short, but he made time, a very large impact. And if you impact. think of it, the focus wasn't on him necessarily. But if you think of him and Angela Bassett mm-hmm. as his ex-wife, think about how much of an impact he made in his small screen time compared to you know the few times she was on screen, man. And I know she her screen time was like four minutes less than his total, but was it's it? still like yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually looked that up one time. I counted it myself. I just watched the movie and was like, all right, she was on here. She wasn't on there that long. After she dropped Trey off in the beginning, it was a while before we saw her again. Fam, well, if we, whenever we do a, a throwback of Boys in the Hood, man, we can review that movie like three different ways. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because though that movie wasn't about Pops, mm-hmm. it was 100% about him. Because made- Trey was doing everything he thought his pops would like yeah. and respect and like your you your father and it's that's a it's a it's so many different you ways can you can argue that out. even with the movie being least about 
Furious Styles, he probably was the most impactful character in that movie. And that goes to show you how big of a role that was, but how fucking dominant it was, uh, how Lawrence Fishburne pulled it off and how he acted it out. So, yeah, we can uh, we can definitely look into how we want to organize that. I'm trying to think more TV or I'm sorry, more movie dads. Uh, Kane Granddaddy wasn't really. No, no um, Rock in Charles S. Dutton in yeah. minutes. He had a similar Lawrence Fishburne impact where it was like, fam, you wasn't on the screen much. It's on. And you're the prey, nigga. Hey, nigga, I ain't never seen a nigga point a figure that strong. <laughs> like, <"Ugh." laughs> And I mean, down to telling Keisha to make him a big plate, nigga. A nice size plate, Keisha. Like, god damn it, everything, Chuck. That girl over there taking a long time with that plate. <laughs> hey, Keisha, hurry the fuck up with <laughs> That nigga Charles S. Dead, man, he killed that role. Great movie pops. And again, he had a similar role to uh, to Furious Styles where you wasn't even the dad of the main character. Lawrence Fishburne is really good for that father role. Uh, when we when we think about uh, higher learning, the, the impact I mean, he had on killed him. it, killed it. Uh, when he we was think Frederick Douglass in the flesh, and father shit. figure roles. Yeah. We think about Antoine Fisher. Antoine um, Fisher, phenomenal, phenomenal. Uh, Denzel again, yeah, stepping in and doing that. So, what happened to Derek Luke? I don't know, man. Why? Why is his career just sort of? I mean, he was on the Purge TV show, which was great. Um, only but, time I I think about Derek Luke is when you mentioned the Purge TV show. Only time I think about him is when I watch Friday Night Lights every week. I probably watch that movie. Well, now every that I week. think about it, I, yeah, yeah. I, I always think, yeah, like, but that's like his most recent thing is was, is was the purge. It, did he do Empire one time or two? I don't know. I you know, I ain't watch have, Empire, I so he was on there a couple times. But like, he probably yeah. went to a party and wouldn't partake. It, it had to be something because <laughs> when when Antoine Fisher came out, Derek Luke was next up, nigga. Like he he got all the accolades and all the. Didn't he play Puffy in a movie? In the um the Biggie movie? Yeah, I think that was it. That could have definitely sealed it. That but, was it. I mean, they was like, nah. Angela Bassett did the worst. She was the worst actress in the movie. Nigga. I don't, I don't, or actor in that whole movie. Yeah. Angela Bassett's real voice is more Jamaican than the Jamaican accent she tried to put on as Biggie Mom's dog. I think because at that particular time, I had, I don't think Angela Bassett knew anything, or she probably still don't know about hip hop music, Biggie, or Biggie's mom. Like, you need to be. In order for you to play that role, you got to understand it a little bit more. Yeah, and I yeah. don't think she understands it at all. Yeah, and, now, and, and thinking back on it, I would have rather seen Viola Davis play that. Yeah, I could definitely see Viola killing that. Um, but it's wild because I remember when it got announced she was playing his mom, Valletta. I don't want to uh, keep saying his mom, but when I saw she was playing Valletta Wallace, I remember getting excited. Like, oh, that's kind of like tailor made. But I think to your point, she probably just ain't from this. No, nah, I'm culture. 60, so yeah, you know, and I mean, like, nah. and and it's not to her fault at all. No, like, it's, not even it's not. just like she probably there's probably an actress out there who could have maybe pulled off more of some method acting skills and maybe related a bit more to the character than she did because she was horrible. But that could have been the end of Derek Luke, man. Playing Puff, I think that might have been. I don't know. Um, what else we got on the docket though? So we talked TV dads, movie dads, Juneteenth. Oh, real quick, if we're going to, like, make Juneteenth a national thing every year, which I hope we do, I don't want this to just be because of the energy and then next year we ain't doing nothing again, I want to figure out, like, a, like how do we celebrate Juneteenth, like, for real. Because I don't want – it's just me. I know when, when we black people celebrate the other freedom holidays, the 4th and Cinco de Mayo and all that shit, we drink. That's pretty much all we do. I don't want, like, the big – Black celebration to be all about just getting drunk and getting well, laid out. I think out, that's dog. a that's a youthful thing though. 
it, when it, you, it could when you, be. When you in that yeah. early, late teens, early 20s, you going, every opportunity you get to drink and turn up, yeah. you're going to do. I but just like, don't want that to be the thing. Yeah. Traditions are not stuck. People don't get together and say, let's pick something. People do something, yeah. and then over the time, that ends up being the yeah. tradition. So, like, I saw that a bunch, but, like, I don't want nobody to uh, put a task together and tell niggas what to do. Yeah. Whatever yeah. y'all want to. See, that's, the, that's one of the greatest things about it being freedom, because you are free to do what the fuck you want to do. Yeah. Like, you literally are free to do whatever you want to do on that day. So, like, whatever it is, you know... Your family can have a tradition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what I mean, your family do on the 4th of July and what my family do on 4th of July, it's probably two different probably things. Probably different. Um, I know on that episode of ATL when they had the Juneteenth, uh, it was season two of ATL, they had the Juneteenth party at one of Donald Glover's girlfriend's colleagues' houses or some yeah. shit like that. Um, and granted, the shit she had was like mad racist, nigga, and it was held by, by a black woman married to a white dude. It was racist as fuck. They had an all black staff. It was plantation like it was very. But I did love the idea of getting a group of your people together and doing something to acknowledge Juneteenth and teach history lessons and all that shit. That ain't got to be what anybody do. I just like the idea. Granted, she just took too far and made it racist. I will say this. What's that there? I, I guess we can kind of talk about this. Yeah, this happens. It's all encompassing. I know you heard about the J Cole shit and oh yeah, and the no name situation. Yeah, it it what I what I don't like is I'll put it like this: before you find out the information that you found out mm-hmm. about whatever the subject is, you were ignorant to. Mm-hmm. So why do everybody be so angry where people are where you were just a few short months ago mm-hmm. or a, few, a short mm-hmm. time ago? Don't act like everybody know what the fuck Juneteenth, Juneteenth is. is. Facts. I Facts. didn't know what it was till about five years ago. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That'll put me over 30. Yeah. If it's not brung to you, like, you know they're not teaching you that and shit in school. Like, so, like, I get it. But as soon as you find the information out, you're not in some moral authority to be yeah. like, look at you niggas. Y'all don't know y'all. Like, come on, man. I, if you're I hate to, that. If you're trying to further a point or... Do some knowledge. Like, why the fuck you so angry all the time? But I've I've made that point in this podcast before, and it's it's relevant now. I don't like when people, and it can be any people, but I especially don't like it when black people do it to black people. When we have knowledge on a thing, somebody believes in something else or they don't have the knowledge on the thing we do, and then we look down on them. Like religion, for instance. You say you're a Christian to somebody. And then they say, man, that's some white shit. That's Christianity was taught to us by slave owners, so they keep control of the slaves. Nigga, black people wasn't reading about Jesus, wasn't reading no Bible over. Okay, what was we reading? Mic drop. What was the religion black people studied? Because if you think Africa just across the continent had one religion, you're probably wrong there. But what was that? And like you ask them questions and niggas ain't really got nothing to say. They just want to call you dumb for believing in Jesus. You read, like, the, you read the cliff notes and you think you got this fam, shit. You know, fuck at the cliff notes, nigga. You read the summary on the back of the book. Fam, and thought you got the whole thing. You bro. read the table of contents from the 48 Laws of Power. Yeah. You read the title of all 48 laws, and now you about to go teach a lecture. Come on, dog. No, fam. You got to read that shit. Come oh, on, dog. And you got to read it not only for understanding, but to be able to teach somebody who you think might not have the knowledge that you have. So when you out there and a nigga tells you, yo, I just learned out. I learned about Juneteenth this week. Fam, how long have you known about it? 
before you start clowning them niggas on, oh, y'all niggas is ignorant. Y'all just learning about. I saw a black person. I mean, black people in my comments asked me, what's Juneteenth? I Fam. can't believe these niggas. Now, granted, I separate that from shit that's Googleable because I tell people all the time, don't ask me. Google got way more answers than I do about a lot of shit. Until it's time for, for you to tell somebody where you got the information from. And, and then it's like, I searched that shit online. Oh, nigga, you believe it in Google? And that's where <laughs> I go back to this being my, I hate when people do it, but I hate when black people do it to black people because we're also the first ones to tell you not to believe everything you read now here. Don't believe anything you see online. Don't believe anything somebody. All right, well, tell, teach me, nigga. Nigga will tell you. Like, Dog. I. Because your teacher in the 12th grade yeah. told you that you can't use Wikipedia as your source yeah. because in 1999, Wikipedia was a lot different than it is Currently, in 2020. Yeah. Listen, I'm not trying to say that everything on Wikipedia you go, is going to stand up in yeah. court or the yeah. 100% fact, but don't fucking act like that's not no information and it don't put you in another position where you can go research the information that they get. It gives yeah. you somewhere to start at. Fam. I have found just in efforts of being on the internet and searching about very specific topics related to whatever, I have found websites that aren't even active anymore, but they just still up, like they up, they alive. And it's like, oh, this came from a black history professor who was teaching at Princeton in 1995. And he had a whole blog in 1999 and 2000, put all this info out there, but clearly the blog never blew up. The shit's still moving on a fucking HTML. Hey, but it's there. And it's like, damn, because I found it on the internet, do I not believe this former Princeton professor, nigga? I dare, I dare nigga to find me some shit about the fucking, prior to like 1990, yeah. I dare, I, somebody find me some shit about um, the Willie Lynch letter before 1990. Because mm, mm, this mm. shit don't exist, no nah. But a nigga will sit there and tell you to go, go Google it, it, whatever. Long story short is. yeah. Before you knew what you knew, yeah, you were ignorant. you were ignorant too. When somebody told me Willie Lynch that, I'm like, damn, that's fucked up. And then when I found out that shit may not be true, then I was like, oh shit. But yeah. either side of the coin, because whether it's true be or not, angry, the shit dog. within the letter we can still have a conversation about because that's very much relevant. So even if it ain't accurate, just like the shit you was talking about with the black and white photos, even if it ain't accurate that they were purposefully. Uh, purposely changing colored photos to black and white to make it seem like the movement was older than it was, nigga, it's still a convo to be had in there. And I ain't going to call you dumb for not knowing that. How the fuck they go? Listen, fam, yeah. I, I, somebody said some shit I thought was interesting, and I brung it up to you because I thought it was interesting. Yeah. I want to converse on it, but not one of us got to be fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. And it's just... Because I told somebody last week when we were, um, when I was, you know, posting about Rayshard Brooks being killed, I told someone, because they was like, why don't you block this nigga, dog? I'm like, I don't, I don't really like blocking people, man. Like, if somebody get disrespectful, that's one thing. Um, and my level of disrespect or tolerance for it, it's a lot different than most people's. But if it's just uh, they believe something and I believe something and these things aren't the same, I ain't going to block them because then I can't teach them what I believe. That ain't how a convo works. And... Say for me being wrong, I won't ever learn that I'm wrong. Yeah. If I did, if yeah. I block everybody who disagrees with me, yeah. You know, I got this like, book called uh, "Shit I Was Right About," Volume Two. <laughs> but I have a pamphlet, a one sheeter yeah. called "Shit I Was Wrong About." You know, it's enough shit on yeah. there for one sheet. Hey, <laughs> but hey. guess what, it, <laughs> nigga? We can do a pod. <laughs> shit, we was wrong about, and that could Thanks. be about power alone, nigga. <laughs> I mean. 
like listen, when you believe something, you believe that you're right. Yeah, man. And it takes a it takes a lot to for someone like oh, you know what? I'm I'm kind of yeah. I was kind of wrong. I learned a lot of shit that I learned from felons. Listening to niggas talk to me when I was visiting my dad or my granddad, yeah. nigga, I don't know where they got this info. I was a kid. Wasn't no internet. Wasn't no, okay. They was reading books. Who wrote the book? I don't know, nigga. <laughs> oh, listen, dog. Oh, shit. Uh, here we go. Uh, I, I, I can't stand you motherfuckers who, who like to down and dis and, and put niggas down. Like, nigga, you, can't, you don't read this. You don't yeah. read that. You think because you read it in a book, that shit true? Yeah. Like, is that is that the theory that we going off of? Just because you read it in a book, that means it's true? Yeah. Nigga, the book was made by a person. Yeah, wrote by was, a person. Nah, it was written. <laughs> like... That's a whole so, nigga that wrote that book. Bro. So if a person would like to watch a documentary or yeah. listen to a lecture on YouTube or whatever they heard, like if they got the same knowledge, I don't give a fuck if it's written down on a scroll. Yeah. On a because y'all do like the scrolls and shit, aka Bibles. Or if somebody <laughs> recorded that shit and put it on the internet, like y'all be killing me with the. I just I hate the elitism. Yep. I I hate the elitist thought process that goes into. Folks not knowing, man. Again, especially, I'm not saying it's a black thing, but I hate it when it's us versus us. Because it's like, dog, why we fighting, nigga? We got a very clear understanding for why everybody in this country who looks like us doesn't all know the same thing. I'm so tired. We know why, bro. I'm tired. I don't want to fight with black women. I don't want to fight with black men. I don't want to fight with white white folks. I don't want to fight when I'm I'm so tired of COVID. I'm tired of black life. Get, don't get me wrong. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I'm tired of COVID. I'm tired of Black yeah. What a time step. <laughs> I'm tired of I'm tired of racism. I'm tired of sexism. I'm tired of yeah. all this shit, dog. Like it's tired of isms, fam. It's so yeah. draining. Yeah, man. I'm exhausted. I'm um, tired of my favorite app. I, I love Twitter, <laughs> but it, like it's always a thing. Like, can when is it gonna yeah. be peaceful? It it ain't. It ain't. You wanna know why? Um, I think people. So you know how I know we've had a, a conversation around this, and I know I've had these convos outside of the pod, but you know how, like, niggas might be like, dog, like, women are used to, in dating, they used to drama, nigga, they used to toxic, so when they get a good dude, they don't know what to do with them, they don't know what to, I feel like people are just like that, like, yo, when shit is relatively peaceful, when shit is just okay, it's like, let me go out here and pull up some tweets that John Legend posted in 2011, you be like, wait, huh? Like, what? That nigga was just chilling. Let me find what Kevin Hart said about gays in 2013. Whoa, wait a minute. Talking about that joke from that stand-up in 2010 that niggas laughed at and y'all saw it and then he tweeted it and now it's a problem in 2020. Like, what's going down, dog? We we reach out to grab a lot of problems when there aren't any because it's almost like we don't know how to exist without drama. Man, I'm about to, uh, I'm about to go down south and see my grandma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fourth of July, right? Yeah, take yeah. a little road trip. Why is that like next week? That's crazy. That's it? fucking nuts. But um, like uh, my cousin was like, "Yo, if you don't got Verizon, uh, once you leave Charleston, your cell phone not gonna work." Mm. I'm like, "Well, I don't got Verizon, <laughs> <laughs> so like I'm gonna go um unplug for a few days." Yeah, you know man. what I'm saying? With no access to internet. Well, my shit got internet at the crib, but yeah. Who knows? It's gonna be a lot of us down there. Yeah, man. Like, so uh, I just want to. I'm gonna get away from 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 the for the internet. Yeah. I'm gonna take my cameras down there. You know, record some footage, get some 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 interviews with, with family, and yeah. just 
I'm just going. I need to unplug, man. Yeah, I, 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 I really think that do. it's healthy, man. Um, one thing we always try to do at the top of the pod, nigga, especially since all this, nigga, how you doing, dog? <laughs> like, how you dealing with all this shit, man? Because it's a lot, dog. And is, one man. thing I was trying to, uh, you know, really consider this morning when I was thinking about my sister, I'm like, dog, I literally just had an amazing day yesterday. But it's like, damn, even when it don't feel like it's one thing, oh, it's going to be another thing. And it's just like at a certain point, it becomes mentally fucking taxing, dog. But um, I know that a lot of people are dealing with that same level of exhaustion. So I recommend doing what Jay just said. Unplug, dog. Put your phones down for a minute. Close your laptops up. If you ain't working or working on something, close them laptops up, man. Put them internets down. Like, stay away from the text messages for a minute just to get your mind back in the right space, dog. Because without that, you can drive yourself crazy. Or just don't actively engage. Yeah, that too. Like That it's, too. It's For me, for sure, it's like it's hard not responding to some things. Every comment doesn't deserve a response. Yeah. Because all it's going to do is get you boiled up. For instance, something I had on the docket. Did you see that Idris Elba shit? No. They tried to cancel Stringer Bell, nigga. What'd he do? So he posted him wearing a shirt. I'm going to read what the shirt was. It was for Juneteenth. All right. The shirt said, take my, and then under my, it had art, culture, fashion, life. Life was crossed out, though. Music and science. So white people, y'all have taken our culture, fashion, music, art, science. But life was crossed out because y'all not going to keep taking my fucking life. That's what that shirt was saying, nigga. Like, y'all have taken our entire fucking culture, all of our knowledge. But y'all can't keep killing us out here, dog. That's what his shirt was saying. Niggas was going off as if he was saying, continue to take our art, take our culture, take our fashion, take our. And it was like. So well, 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 let's examine. Let's say he said the second. Mm-hmm. But he was like. But y'all got to stop at the life part. Yeah. Fuck it. Take the I like yeah. you take yeah. the, the museums and the our dances and shit like that. Yeah. Cause on the on the grand scheme of things, that's trivial. But yeah. at the very least, could you leave me alive? Yeah. Either one, whether you agree or not, like if somebody chooses to express themselves a yeah. particular way, then you can't tell them that's not how they feel. Nigga, he posted himself wearing that shirt. He got fucking ran through the mud. They tried to cancel Stringer Bell, the black James Bond. So then he deleted it and he posted a T-shirt that said deleted on the pocket. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that nigga was being sarcastic or not, but I, I like his like energy, this nigga dog. get a T-shirt that says deleted. <laughs> dog, I literally was cracking the fuck up. That shit now said deleted. social experiment. Dog. Like, but I was just like, man, like, damn, y'all tried to get him out the paint. And it's like, again, this is one of those moments. Teach him what you're seeing on no, that no, shirt. Or don't, don't teach me shit. Talk to him. Mind your fucking business. Talk to him. Or that, but that's never an option. <laughs> you know what's funny? Niggas don't mind their business till it's about their shit. Yeah. Then yeah. you want the whole world. Mind y'all fucking business. Stay I on my owe business. Y'all niggas nothing. But boy, y'all be wanting celebrities and people you've never met to give you everything. You'll like, be, be a fucking reporter as your actual job. <laughs> Scandal breaks out about you with nigga. evidence and niggas be like, I don't owe niggas nothing. <laughs> nothing. No, nigga. Kids are saying that you, uh, <laughs> that you was a predator and now you don't want to <laughs> fucking talk. Now was I don't know I don't know why people act like cuz he was on a media whirlwind yeah. <laughs> and 24 hours later he was quiet as a fucking mouse like nigga. I don't I don't want to talk I Did don't know you, why um, people on, want to hear from me nigga we got the screenshots on the predator shit you see that Justin Bieber shit uh uh-uh. uh they tried to get Biebs out the paint. Biebs is un- he's like Teflon. He didn't say a nigga. And, they, y'all, and y'all nobody let, got y'all him out the paint. Rock. But yesterday everybody was applauding him because, and I applauded this too. 
Two women came out, said in 2014 at South by Southwest, he raped them at the uh, Four Seasons down there. My nigga Biebs pulled out literally, nigga, I'm not lying. <laughs> no less than like 18 pages of tweets with receipts, nigga. That nigga said, I never went to the Four Seasons. I had an Airbnb. Here go my receipt. I was there this night. I was with Selena Gomez. Here go our friend's receipt. The Airbnb was in their name. His fucking, he even, hold up, dog. This how deep it got. <laughs> Jay, this how deep this nigga got. He even gave his fucking, you know, famous people use aliases and mm-hmm. shit. He even gave out his alias to show you his name. On the receipt and was like, now nah, I'm about to stop using this alias, nigga. Dog, that nigga was like, I was at the Four Seasons restaurant, not the hotel. Those are separate things. He showed the receipt from the restaurant and he was like, I wasn't there on the day y'all said I raped. Nigga, he found so much shit from 2014 and where he was at the night they said he raped him. Whoever accused, oh, and then his final tweet was, and I'm about to go talk to my lawyers because I'm suing your motherfuckers. <laughs> and I was like, hey, yo. Oh, <laughs> Justin got niggas out the paint, but I was Glad like. He's, has, he's very meticulous. My nigga had every. Dog, he had his flight receipt. He was like, fam, our flight ain't even get in until this time right here. So y'all talking about I raped you at 8 o'clock. Nigga, I wasn't even in Texas till 10. Went on stage. Here go a video of me on stage. <laughs> dog. I hate to do this. <laughs> Nah, fuck it. I ain't gonna do it. Uh, I'm glad he. I'm glad he's gonna do that shit, nigga. <laughs> fuck it, do it. Cause he still said, nigga. I'm just. Oh fuck. I just. No, it's not even about <laughs> Justin. Anyway, I don't want to do. It. I'm not going there, dog. Not today. Not today. <laughs> I don't feel like being canceled. <laughs> this nigga already said, "Fuck Black Lives Matter." <laughs> I don't want to be canceled today, though. Oh shit. Um, you see Dale Hughley. Yes. That was scary, dog. That was scary. I thought my dog had a stroke up there, man. Uh, So if y'all didn't see the video or didn't hear the news, D.O. Hughley, King of Comedy, was on stage, what was that, Friday? And uh, while he was on stage doing his show, he said something, and it was slurred as fuck. That's why I thought he had a stroke, like mid-sentence. He said something, and it was legit. Like, people, you can hear the people start laughing like, what the fuck? What? And niggas was doing an uncomfortable laugh, but it was a white man on the side of the stage who got to be on DL's team because he was too close to the stage from Rip. But as soon as he slurred, that white man kind of perked up, and then he saw that nigga starting to slump, and he ran up, and DL just passed out right there in the stool. The white man caught him, which I thought was great, but then when he put him on the stage and laid him out, DL banged his head on the stage, and I was like, all right, white man, you tried to do that on some Black Lives Matter shit. Like everybody you know. was trying, everybody was climbing my man. Like, look, it was <laughs> he, he. It was a wild moment. If he wasn't there, DL could have really cracked his shit. I don't know how many bodies y'all didn't held that had quote unquote dead weight. Fam, like you know, a dead weight body. Fam, a young child's dead weight is heavy as fuck. Like that's just the thing. But fortunately, um, DL was I right, enough to make a video on Saturday from the hospital. Said he had COVID. Uh, well, they say he was he was um suffering or being treated for severe. Um, dehydration, dehydration yeah. and exhaustion, yeah, um, which and, is a thing, yeah. And they also did a cat a test, and they found out he had He's COVID, COVID but positive, he was asymptomatic yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So uh, I saw a lot of people jump up like, "Yo, COVID!" But like, no, he was dehydrated. Yeah, and, and exhaustion is a thing, man. Um, mental and physical. Again, why we telling y'all to fucking not only like step back and step away from your technologies and unplug and all that, but like keep your your physical health up too, man. Like Do DL your best. He lost seventy percent of his income. Based on the, on the shade side, you know, I'm on a, I'm on a radio. I got that shit yeah. CB syndicated, but like, cause he's on Vlad currently, yeah, yeah, doing this little interview shit, 
And he was even talking about that gig that he had. Yeah. So that was kind of scary. But like, if you seventy percent, if you a comedian, like fam, can you not pay your see? To not pay your bills yeah. for three months yeah. is a lot different from just us regular people. Yeah. Then nigga, I might be coming out of three hundred thousand. Yeah. Of, like I to don't cover know, this shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? If when I'm on a road, if I'm a, if I'm used to making, I don't know. Anytime I go to a, just a random small gathering 10 grand every mm-hmm. two hours yeah. or if i'm a, at a arena i might yeah. pick up 40 50 15 minute club appearance get you two racks or 10 racks pardon me i got like a, a yeah, lot yeah. of different shit or movies yeah. and productions that shit slow down you add that up that's a lot of stress because i mean you think of somebody who we've talked about on this show before some more some more is a millionaire some more makes millions every year but it's because she tours 300 plus days a year and when you take that away Nigga, not only am I sub- this, I'm taking care of me and my family yeah. and other people. Like, so no, not just my bills. I pay my yeah. aunt's bills and her yeah. family and this person. And, and this shit, family, you might this. employ niggas. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It is. And it's, it is tough. Like I've had, and, and we can talk a little bit about this too. I've had the conversation of sports returning and specifically the NBA, because that's been the hot topic over the last two weeks. Um, and I've, I, I understand that niggas have bills and they bills are relative to their salaries. And I get that. And it's a lot of niggas because one of the players who play for the Jazz, he came out and he was like, yeah, it's easy for somebody like Kyrie or Dwight Howard to say that they got $20 million mansions. But then I looked up his contract. And he been in the league five, six years, and he made $39 million in his five, six years. And I was like, $39 as, million. As, Cut in half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, it ain't to slight and say, oh, well, just because you made $39 million and most people haven't, your opinion is less important. But it kind of is funny how it shows you, like, it's going to be people boots on the ground, like me, like you, who getting up going to nine to five every day, who say, man, nigga, you made $39 million. Where your money at? But then it's a nigga with $39 million who looking at, other peers who've made more money than him, and he's like, saying, those, nigga, your house costs as much as the money I've made in five years. But, like, the, the difference between a random NBA player and a Kyrie or whatever, yeah. we looking at specifically your NBA contract, and they got all Niggas got other shit. Yeah, so yeah, my yeah. $39 million was before taxes, right? We're going to cut that shit in half. And then you got to pay state taxes on every mm-hmm. state that you done played in, plus another 10% goes to my... Um, my agent and boom boom and now yeah my rest of my family look at me like i'm kyrito yeah yeah so now i gotta split you know and this gotta last me for the rest of my life yeah. not just because like i'm not gonna play i'm not yeah. retired you know it'd be different and and it's wild too because a lot of them players money that they blow throughout the year a lot of them depend on uh certain bonuses you know it's contract i don't know if niggas have ever seen or read nba contracts but you can get bonuses for Making an all-star team, you yeah. get bonuses for making the playoffs, you get bonuses per round in the playoffs. And that contract is you you own you own record as having a contract worth thirty-nine million dollars yeah. for, yeah. for lack of a better term. But in that thirty-nine million, you have to hit certain things yeah. in order yeah. for it to be worth that. Yeah. And yeah. like, yeah. And it's it's definitely difficult at all levels, but it's funny, man, thinking about you what you think about that whole Kyrie NBA situation, dog. Um I think they people hate Kyrie because he thinks differently than them. Yeah, one hundred percent, including his peers. Yeah, okay. and because it was I, funny, Stephen uh, Stephen Jackson, shout out to the God. 
He said, I agree with Kyrie, nigga. Me too. I don't fucking, yeah, I've been said they shouldn't have played this or they shouldn't play this season. It's a waste of season. Take the fucking break and then y'all niggas come back in October when it's hopefully safe. And if it ain't, play the way that y'all finna play right now. But give yourself some time to really figure this out, make it make sense. <clears throat> we got over here and asked, like, why do you think the George Floyd situation was so impactful? Was the one, yeah. Because everybody ain't doing, like, everybody is out here that wasn't at work. Yeah. And wasn't shit on TV. Yeah. You bring, so the argument is, if you bring the NBA back, then players can still bring attention and awareness in post-game interviews. Yeah. Post-game interview. Nigga, if the, the time slot is from 8 to 11. Yeah. At 11 o'clock, this shit is going off the TV. And LeBron if James don't have an extra 45 minutes. If it stays on, it goes over to NBA TV, which most of y'all don't have. And But if there's a protest tomorrow... It's everywhere. On Monday at 7 p.m. at the such and such, and LeBron playing at 7 o'clock, maybe I'll stay the fuck home and watch the TV. Yeah. And then don't go down there. And they yeah. were like, well, well, people who didn't go down there, we don't need them in. They wasn't, they wasn't down for the call. Yeah. But you need the folks who on the fringe who don't have a, 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 a skin in the game, so to speak. Yeah. When you go down to a protest for the first time, maybe that does change your, your opinion on things. You yeah. meet and see and talk. It is a distraction. 100%. Um, and I thought that, you know, again, Kyrie, he does think differently, right? Kyrie's mind kind of moves on its own. And that's cool. That's fine. Like, I applaud people who don't think with the curve. But the players who are, like, secretly saying, nigga, that's bullshit. We want to play. Like, a lot of them. And I've said this from the jump. I'm a Lakers fan since I was five fucking years old. I want to throw that out there before I say this shit. Nigga, I know why LeBron was one. I know why Kawhi was one of them niggas who like we got to get back. We, cause y'all really looking at it like nigga. But guess we what? We gotta win, and this was a good year for us I'm going into this shit. I'm cool with either way, whether y'all play or whether y'all don't. But like, I just want niggas to keep it a buck, nigga. Don't tell me, yo, I want us to play so we can get this shit out and we can be on TV and really discuss. Cause that ain't what you gonna discuss, nigga. A week after the season start, y'all gonna be discussing strategy. I could play like, I could be like, nigga, this not my gig. I play basketball for uh, a living, uh, I, and I don't think it's the NBA's job to be the one who brings social justice because they can't. And that's my thing. Keep it a buck and say that. Don't don't tell me, yo, we'll have a bigger platform. Fam, y'all have had a bigger platform. I ain't heard a whole bunch of you niggas talk about. This ain't new. George Floyd ain't the first, and he won't be the last. I don't so. like Kendrick Perkins. At all. At I, all. I don't like um, how they have been discussing publicly allegedly what what Kyrie possibly said phone calls yeah yeah yeah. oh he didn't want to play until this or that did did he say that fam because now we ain't that your brother ain't that your brother in arms NBA like it's a fraternity all that shit like why are y'all discussing these motherfucking you're discussing rumors and shit like I'm I'm, I'm done with all that shit speaking of uh George Floyd you heard about the latest with um the correctional officers where Derek Chauvin is located Mm -hmm. the one that killed him so um (laughs) <laughs> they've drawn a complaint and will probably be suing um, whatever the correction officer like union is in Minnesota because eight officers who were all minorities, some black, some uh, Hispanic were switched from the fifth floor where Derek Chauvin was moved into to the third floor. And then they were barred from doing any work on the f- fifth floor because the head of that shit was like, oh, I don't think y'all will be emotionally stable enough to handle Derek Chauvin. I get it. I don't. 
I don't. You can't tell a nigga because you black. I don't think you can do your job. But if I got, if I was black and I got convicted of killing a white supremacist, and y'all put me on the floor with a hundred percent white staff. They do that all the time. Though. What I'm saying is, I'll be like, why don't y'all make some diverse? Like, I get it. I'm not saying I agree yeah. with it, but like, I understand. Nigga said, um, so one of the protocols they have is that no matter what, if there's one, like, it's one, like, emergency call out that they have, it's called an A-team response. If it's an A-team situation, no matter what, every, it's all hands go, nigga, all hands on deck, everybody go. So they said they happen to have an A-team response after Derek Chauvin was brought to the prison and, uh... The correctional officers, the eight minorities who got moved to the third floor, they was trying to go to the A-team shit. And the <laughs> they was told, no, y'all niggas got to stay here on three, nigga. And they was like, dog, it's an A-team response. We all got to go. They was like, we'll figure it out. Y'all eight niggas stay right here. Like, don't don't go down there. So they about to probably sue. Minnesota just wildly racist, and I'm glad it's coming out. Nigga. I mean, but, like, I get it. Like, because if this was reversed yeah, and it was a black cop, who was arrested for killing a white person and we mm. knew that y'all police staff and the correctional staff was some racist or pieces of shit, we'd be like, no, don't put them up there with them. You know what but I'm saying? But that's the thing. That's if we knew the, the correctional staff was some racist. Pe- this was, yo, y'all black and Hispanic, y'all can't watch this nigga. And it's just like, damn, nigga, he wasn't even there yet. Because I, 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 I had that conversation. I'm not going to speak with no, for nobody else. Yeah. I know if I'm up there and some shit about to go down and he the one did it, and it's the people that look like me who trying to fix it. Yeah. I might turn my back. Yeah. And I just, I think, um, and I, rightfully if, so. if it's a concern, if it's a concern, because I get it thinking that maybe your, your minority staff might be emotionally charged by this nigga. But if it's that much of a concern, you need to, because it's literally in the article, um, it's, they segregated them from the rest of the staff and from the rest of the prisoners. If you felt it was that deep, go do evaluations before that nigga gets there. Like, go talk. It's eight niggas on your whole staff who ain't white. Go talk to them eight. See how they feel. And then from there, maybe make decisions whether you need to move a post or not. But I'm like, for you to take the eight people who work there, who happen to work on that floor, and tell them niggas, yeah, y'all black, y'all Hispanic, y'all can't watch this nigga. It's just... Yeah, the racism. It racism still alive. They just be con- they don't even be concealing it no more. Now they just be fucking showing it. Um, what else we got going on in the culture, dog? Somebody asked me this. I couldn't wait to ask you because it's an easy answer when you first think about it, but then when you start to think about it, it does get a little complicated. The corner versus the wire. See, you want to jump out and just be like, "Nigga, the wire," and then you be like, "But the corner was whoo." I mean, I, I, that was I, phenomenal I, television. I, I'll give it to the wire because it, it touched on more things. Yeah, and a lot of the people from the corner are actually in the wire. Facts. Um, my my thoughts were similar. That's um, the last time we saw um, Fresh. Not a wood. That was after the wood, wasn't it? Hold on, let me do my Googles. Fucking, the I feel cor- like that was after the wood corner. Was out, which is not on HBO for some reason. Yeah, I noticed that HBO Max. Tomorrow, everything's supposed to be available. Yeah, the corner was out, and oh, the corner was one year after the wood. Um, so yeah, I I had similar thoughts. I think if nothing else, the corner just went around long enough. I mean, it's six episodes. It was like yeah, a mini. It was a mini series. It wasn't a full five seasons of TV. And I mean. Even if they had gotten two or three seasons out of it, it would have been a little more fair to compare the two. But I get subject matter wise, they're comparable. But when one season is legendary and has five 
the other is a mini series for six the, episodes. I, I treat the corner like a, um, a prequel to to the wire. To the yeah, because yeah. it was in the same city. Yeah, same, like it, it was, was all Baltimore than, again. Similar yeah. actors, similar plots. We like, know where it I came from. I think it from. just happened before. And shit, wasn't it? It was all David Simon. Like it, it's it's similar. But somebody asked me that over the weekend. I was like, all right, nigga, I like where your heads. I up, ain't man. seen the corner in so long. Yeah, me either. Um, I wonder if it's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna look I might, for that. I might go back and be like, yo, I'm gonna look for that. Writing that because like. I know it's not on like how you said it ain't on HBO Max. I've checked HBO on demand before and it ain't there. And it's just like, all right, y'all have every other show y'all have ever had, uh, every documentary. First time fella know where to be fought, bought or mm. uh, viewed either, mm. which was an HBO movie. HBO movie. Um, interesting. I wonder what they got against blacks up there at HBO, man. So I got a I got a verbal Blackberry letter. Uh, and it wasn't even really that long, but my cousin was at the crib yesterday and she was like, I got a Blackberry letter for you and Jay. Y'all can thank me later. But basically she was asking, how do dudes like to be approached in a DM? Like what, like if a girl reached out to you, what would get your attention? What works on you in the DM? Um, now, before we get into it, y'all already know what we got to do. When y'all hear that can crack, that mean your man back. And I needed a sip of this hot starch as hell. I mean, it depends on who the girl is. <laughs> Start there. <laughs> Start there. That's a good fucking point. I got different relationships with different people. Yeah. It could be the cool, play, jovial shit, or it could be the, hey, let's get the, like, it really depends on the relationship. And if if I could keep it real. Just one moment. Can can I keep it real with the audience, dog? Um, it helps if you're attractive to the person that you're writing, right? Attraction is subjective. One person's cute could be ugly to another motherfucker. So, but if that person finds you attractive, how you enter the DM might not even matter, dog. Well, <laughs> like, how you enter the DM don't matter if the person could be. So like I definitely didn't and um been in like uh I don't know stages when you when you dealing with somebody but y'all not together and shit yeah. and then somebody approached trying to get on it's like yo then you kind of spin them cuz like yeah. yo I kind of got something going on and then like if you when you single single and you catch it it's yeah. like what up <laughs> but <And> then, it, <laughs> yeah. it really depends on like the other person and shit like and that's what there, um there is no there's no there's no one way I really just want like women to know men aren't we don't require the same like level of whatever the fuck y'all be looking for when niggas try to holler at you like we are a lot more simple than you might think especially on that initial approach so like because i told her i was like fam you really could just say hi and i promise if he thinks you're attractive he will figure that out and follow it up because the pressure lies on us even when women approach nigga because they'll be like I tried to run up on him and tell him I liked him, but he ain't do nothing with it. So it's still on us, nigga. It's never really on them. Man, uh, somebody somebody told me a story about how somebody sent somebody to me or some shit. I was like, yeah. nigga, when? <laughs> what did they say? And why you ain't tell me then, <laughs> nigga? Like, what? Dog. I don't think that, I don't think what they said or what you thought they said what exactly what happened, cause Yeah. And that's my thing. So I, I you know, as far as lines and shit like you don't need them but i did say like yo all right men do appreciate humor i'm like if you say so or not humor, but wit like we appreciate wit you say something witty well i may appreciate wit yeah yeah but, but another nigga might not i'm a witty nigga so 
and that's another thing. But it's also like, yo, if you're like my cousin's really witty, I'm like, fam, you're naturally witty. If you say some witty shit and they don't really respond, that might not be the nigga for you too. That's the other thing. Your approach, you still gotta be you. Like, you can't go in there on some because people they can tell, right? Like, if you've seen every crew of niggas has the nigga who ain't really like apex predator style him just run up on the chick and start spitting game right if you've seen that nigga try to do that you can tell how un him it is nigga like nah that's not your style dog like maybe you go up and offer a drink or something because running up with that line that i just use nigga the line like it come out different because you're doing a line who started pickup lines i don't know but i hate them Cause I don't use them, nigga. Like, what is a pickup line, bro? Like, and I get, I know what it is. Don't nobody write and tell me what a pickup line is, but yo, just, <laughs> like, dog, I blame Will Smith as like, Fresh Prince. Like, yo, heaven must be missing. Like, <laughs> yeah. What? Like, nigga, that whole you've been oh, running through my mind all time. day. Like, come on, dog. I I just hate that shit because it's like, nigga, it don't really fucking uh. It don't really make a difference. Again, I think half of the it's with men, not with men approaching women, but women approaching men. Half the battle is if that man thinks you're attractive when you reach out, because if he does, he probably already wanted to holler at you if you want his timeline. Oh, you could be attractive and I still won't holler though. That's also a fact. Like, oh, you attractive, but I kind of got a vibe of what type of person you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This probably not going. <laughs> I'm not what you need right now. I'm what a- you really want to do is just make sure you don't reach out and say anything wrong. Don't say nothing offensive, and you should be good, nigga. Like, everything else, whether it's witty, whether it's personalized to something that you saw on a page or responded to the story, any of that should be fine. But don't go in there and be like, yo, your daughter ugly as hell, nigga, but I got a kid, too. What's up? Like, nah, nigga, but happy Father's Day. Well, many of her eyes have uh, sealed deals. (laughs) And, yo, yesterday was, like, the easy, fam, if niggas got kicked, happy Father's Day. Boom. Done. If you wanted to start a convo, it's an easy end. And if they respond like, I don't got no kids, then you shoot the number. Uh, we can try. We can work on that. <laughs> Would you like some? <laughs> like, it's ways to go about it, dog. But men are not. We just, it don't matter to Ain't us. That like, like, you, you, <laughs> this some t- damn, <laughs> this some toxic <laughs> shit. Like, you would never know if a nigga got a kid, but every woman with a child, like, you know, they have a child. It's not, you kind of have to see it's, it. It's not like, yo, happy Mother's Day, and yeah. you don't know if they got, yeah. like, I was never pregnant. I got three kids, <laughs> nigga, like, what? <laughs> but it is, it's a thing, dog. Like, it really happens out here like that. So, I told my cousin, but I'm telling everybody listening, with men, don't overthink it, dog. If you think a nigga's attractive, tell him. Hey man, he pretty, he pretty handsome, uh, hey. cute or whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever adjective you want to use. Yeah, and, and I'm gonna tell you what, men don't really receive the amount of compliments y'all might think. We definitely don't get as many as y'all get a day. So telling the nigga something as simple as "Yo, I think you handsome" or "I think you cute" or whatever, that'll work. That'll work. It'll make him feel good. He gonna uh, he gonna Mitch smile on y'all niggas from pay them full. And it's going to be a whole convo in your DM. And next thing you know, y'all pregnant and he not taking care of the baby. Like, it's going to be awesome, <laughs> dog. So if you out there and you got a nigga you want to holler at in the DM, man, DM him. Do not DM me. Um, Just want to throw that. If you think I'm attractive, <laughs> nigga, do not send me shit. Just keep thinking it. And I'm going to keep appreciating it, nigga. Um, <laughs> real quick, before we get into the shy, I did want to play uh, one of them voice notes that we got in the email right quick just to see what's going on with the homie 
Uh, this is from the homie Ant, Infinite Opinions Podcast, Shop Talk Pod Studio. Family, what up? The homie Ant says... All right, so this one's going to be about a difference of opinion. So with cancel culture in the world and so many people having the ability to formulate an opinion, I want to know when should you have an opinion, a difference of opinion, where should you have a difference of opinion, and how should you go about expressing the difference of opinion? Because clearly there's some rules of engagement that we as people need to know. And... I don't know. I feel like it's a lot of mollies or non-open or receptive individuals that are not accepting difference of opinion. And I'm kind of worried because I'm communicative to a degree. So, And what up, man? Um, With regards to because I feel like even within that question, it was two questions there, like cancel culture and how do you express your opinions to motherfuckers like Molly who... They don't care about your opinion. They care about theirs. They care about how they feel. And they don't really give a fuck about yours. And no matter what you say, they still going to find a way to flip it back to whatever it is they want. They come in kind of with a preconceived feeling about whatever it is y'all discussion. As far as cancel culture goes, I hate it. I think it's divisive. I think cancel culture is kind of going back to what we were saying earlier in the pod about not having discourse and not having not giving people the opportunity to express whatever their knowledge is about something or giving yourself the opportunity. You just say, fuck it. They on the other side of the opinion, let's cancel them. And it's just like, that's not healthy and it's not conducive to a healthy relationship. Now, if it's with somebody who you don't give a fuck, whether y'all have a relationship or not, then I mean, by all means do what you feel. But in general, that's not constructive. Um, And I, I think that people who feel that way, that if you're not on their side, then you're an enemy um, that's just not always the case, especially when it comes to matters of opinion, when it's matters of fact, when it's black lives matter. No, you're not on that side. You are an enemy. nigga. You, it ain't no gray areas here. It's either black or white when it comes to something like black lives matter, because those are matters of fact, police brutality and police murders of black citizens and people of color are matters of fact. But matters of opinion, like I got into arguments with people saying, nigga, you really been taking up for Molly. I'm like, fam, we've been talking shit about Molly for three seasons in a row, nigga. Like I've been trying to tell y'all that Molly wasn't shit for three seasons. Now y'all niggas realizing she ain't shit because she ain't shit to Issa when she wasn't shit to how many niggas before that? I ain't fucking arguing about a fictional character, bro. Like I don't know that motherfucker. So when it comes to opinions, dog, State yours, and if you're dealing with somebody who don't want to hear your opinion and they're going to cancel you for it, then stop dealing with them motherfuckers. All right. <clears throat> I just had to go back in the archives and find some shit I, I put on internet uh, seven years ago. <laughs> uh, everybody can have an opinion, but not everybody's opinion is valuable because everyone doesn't have experience, resource, and information. Mm-hmm. So... If you are trying to determine whether or not you should inject your opinion somewhere, do you have experience, resource, and information on the subject? Yeah. If you just got a thought and what you think, then this may not be the time to inject your opinion. Yeah. But if you have experience with this situation, you have opportunity to to pull different resources or just actual information versus just your thought, then it may be 
you keep your opinion to yourself because everyone actually has one. Yeah. That's the best the way to go about it. And and preface it. If it's somebody that you love or care about and you can express like, hey, um, I don't have the same view of the situation, but I want to be careful that I don't offend you. Mm-hmm. So I just want to uh, give you my point of view and then we can discuss yeah. where ours differ at because I think there's going to be yeah. um, a benefit somewhere in between. But you have to preface it like that and make sure it's not you wrong, aggressive. I'm smart, yep. you yep. dumb, I can't believe you think that. Because the reason that everybody who you like or don't like is there is that way for a particular reason. And you just don't have the the perspective to know why they're that way. Like, yeah. why this person so angry when, when I talk about Black Lives Matter? Because yeah. maybe they have a, a different relationship with the subject than you do. And that's um, the thing. Just make sure you're never one of them people who have an elitist opinion. Um, always be open to the fact that someone else may think differently about the same thing than you do. Um, and if you can admit that, yo, my thoughts are not, or my opinions are not the end all be all in the world, then you can have a conversation that's healthy and not aggressive and not disrespectful. But if you're going into a conversation and you can't preface it with, yo, I don't really feel that way, but I'd love to talk about how we both feel about X, Y, Z. If you can't preface it, if you like, nigga, I'm right, you wrong. Don't even have them combos with niggas, dog. Like, if you're going in it that way, man, your opinion is going to be yours regardless. of what. Every opinion don't need to go out there. That's another thing, too, man. Like, the internet and social media and just kind of life in general and where it's taken us, it's made everybody feel like their opinion has to be stated. And it doesn't, man. I have a lot of opinions on shit that the world will never hear about, though. I, I tell people all the time, like, even with some of these people who are being canceled right now during this moment, all these white people who are being fired from jobs and all, they have a different opinion. But, dog, some of this shit, like, y'all ain't learned yet. If your opinion is that divisive during one of these moments, just don't put it on the Internet. Or, or, or we also. Or have, do and get fired. We <laughs> also have to worry or be con- concerned about just because an opinion differs from yours. It doesn't mean a person should necessarily lose their job because whenever someone doesn't agree with your opinion, you could lose your fucking job. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we setting a, a setting a certain precedent. Now everybody got bias. Mm-hmm. Everybody got their own prejudices. However, when you you don't act on them. Now if you're acting on your prejudice while at work, yeah. then you deserve to lose your job. Because their conversations that we probably didn't had off mic or that you didn't have with your friends and family, yeah. if ever got out at your job, you would lose yours. Yeah. Not because that's what actually happened or you believed. Like, yo, we do got a First Amendment and we got a Second Amendment, right? Yeah. The First Amendment does give you the opportunity and the ability to say whatever you like. Even if it's some speech that I don't like yeah. that's directly conflicts with everything that i believe in you have the right to say it but then when the government steps in and now makes it harder for you because you spoke your first amendment right that's something different well see that's what uh that's something else that i want to explain to people i actually just said this to a former white colleague on thursday on the internet um and we were having a very similar discussion and i let her know (laughs) You have the First Amendment right to say whatever you want whenever you you can call me a nigger right here on the Internet. 
But if your job finds out about it and they decide that's not the type of person we want representing this country, just like you got the right to say whatever, they got the right to fire you. So you at risk when you do some shit like that. And like niggas can go online and say whatever the fuck they feel like saying, but know that the risks are there. And whether it was worth your job or not, that ain't really up to your job to decide in these moments. That's up to you, nigga. You think about whether you put that out there publicly or not. Because if you do, you have to understand it could cost you, and not just a job. It's niggas out here losing families behind this shit. Nigga, Derek Chauvin killed George Floyd, and the next day his wife filed for divorce, nigga. She said, I don't even want to be part of what you talking about right now. So yeah, Her brother helped, too. I mean, it, her brother right in there, the other officer, the Asian one. So, But it's just like, man, can't divorce your family. But it's like, yo, like, niggas... If they decide that whatever it is you out here exercising your First Amendment right on is too much and they want to get away from you, I just want to know that this shit worked both ways. It do. We was upset with um, Starbucks when they was like, yo, we don't want no Black Lives Matter shit. And we was up in arms. We doing the exact same thing. Yeah. Right or wrong. Just be, just know it works both ways. Yeah. And that's why a lot of people be angry because they be like, man, I can't say white lives matter without losing my job but you can say black lives matter and everything like it worked both ways it definitely do but if you lose your job and i don't your fault so god bless you man let's get into this episode of the shy bro because we had a fucking wild episode one um somebody said it was boring I, i i wouldn't call it boring it was interesting boring i didn't go there um they did do something that I didn't like that Insecure just did on the finale. They spent too much time in one area for, and again, this ain't a 30 minute show. It's an hour show, but it was still a lot of time around that wedding that was like, nigga. I didn't like this episode. I ain't not like it. I just, it was random. It was a lot of random shit kind of happening all over the place. I enjoyed. Discombobulated. I didn't like, I, I, I didn't particularly care for it. Well, let's get into it, man. Um, well, like we always do. So you ain't like the episode. What you rating it? Five. I gave it a six on the return. Um, I think that the end, granted, we don't know how they're going to handle it, but I think the end, the way the episode ended, which we're going to talk about, the potential to carry through the season, like what they can do with that, is actually really strong. And it's I never thought that they was headed that way. Like I didn't know that they were going to bring up what they look like they're bringing up. So I hope they get into it and don't pussyfoot around it man i want them to really attack that but the shy is back man lena waith um back in her bag literally and figuratively um you know what i started thinking about i started thinking about all these like directors like what bags they got nigga like because <laughs> nasty bag her bag shonda <laughs> rhymes got a bag spike yeah. lee got a bag Tyler Perry got a bag. Everybody has bags that they get into consistently, and you can tell everybody got a type cat. when they're in their bag. Yep. And um Lena came right back in her bag. She was in her bag, obviously and subtly, all within because it was shit. Even like music selections and who the artist was, I was like, nigga, I saw what you did right there, dog. So the episode starts out with um Keisha running. She's dressed up. Like she's at a wedding. I didn't anticipate that Keisha was getting married to anybody. So I don't know why they made this like a slow-mo dramatic moment. But her mom's getting married. 
her and Kevin's mom, who's gay, who's always been gay and always had a girlfriend named Karen that used to live there, is somehow getting married to some random lady named Dre, who we've never seen in our fucking lives. I thought it was me. No, this we've literally never seen this girl before ever. And now within a year, they get married. And she used to go with whoever Karen was. Karen was on like two episodes of this shit, whoever she was. But this ain't the same character. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, cause it's a completely new person. Okay. Yeah. So it, it, it wasn't as, because me, uh, me and Shorty was watching that shit. And me and my mom was talking about it. It was just like, who is this lady? Like, I, I, didn't, remember her, this lady? I, didn't, I didn't remember her being so masculine. And also, she just, the way that she portrayed the character, this, this Dre uh, new stepmom for Kevin and Keisha, I would have remembered her, dog. Like, not even just like her look, but the way she was talking to them and interacting and even like uh, several people saying like, y'all don't really like Dre, do y'all? Talking to Keisha and Kevin. Like, nigga, I would have remembered something about her that they didn't like. It was just like, nah, nigga, we were brand new introduced to her during the wedding, bro. I, I thought it was going to be trash how they got rid of because we, we is going to jump ahead and, and, mm-hmm. and address the elephant in the room, yeah. which is Jason Mitchell's character, Brandon. Brandon. Yep. And we kind of, we was like, we hope they don't do exactly what they, what they did. Yeah. And I think that shit is whack. So it was very, and we talked about it literally when uh, the whole thing happened last year with Brandon or Jason Mitchell being kicked off the show. Um, We talked about what we thought they were going, or how we thought they were going to handle him not being on there. And I said it almost verbatim last year when we discussed it. I hope that they say, yo, this nigga went to fucking Le Cordon Bleu in Paris on a scholarship or he went and opened a restaurant in New York, something like give him something where it's like, nigga, he left Chicago to go do something better with his life because his relationship didn't work out. His brother got killed. His mom moved. He didn't have shit left and he wanted to fuck. And now the nigga he thought was supporting him and mentoring him is a motherfucking gang member that got him involved in some shit and got arrested. He wanted to get out of Dodge. They also could have said the nigga went to Witsec because he started on the finale. He was working with the cops to try to get uh, Otis Perry. I always figured he got killed for snitching. I just didn't And think I would th- prefer them show me a dead body in an alley or some shit. And you know what I'm Give saying? Give me something. Don't just shit, a newspaper me. clipping. Don't just start at the funeral. We So in the montage at the beginning, they show the wedding. We seeing Keisha run up. She late. The mom was late. Kevin talking to the mom. They have the ceremony, blah, blah, blah. We'll get to that in a minute. But then Kevin leaves the ceremony, and it's like, he like, yeah, I'm about to go. He told Keisha that. And they just kind of was talking normally like everybody knew where the fuck this little 14-year-old nigga was going. I knew where he was going. I really, I thought, yeah, he could be going to a funeral, but I was just like, it's random how they discussing it like we, the viewers, already knew. And then so he got on a bus, went across town, and he went to Brandon's funeral. Um when he got there, I figured it was a friend of woman. She was like, "You want me to go with you? Because you're trying to go yeah. for support." Well, see, I thought that, but then I also thought, "Well, if it's his man funeral, wouldn't his boys go with him, Papa and Jake? Like, wouldn't they roll?" They didn't know him. Yeah, I just feel like your man's a go with you. Like, no, they at the funeral. I mean, at the wedding. They but like, why him. would they stay at the wedding? That, you ain't staying at the wedding for thirty minutes, nigga. You dipping the sun. Why would they stay? Because they they've known your mama their whole life. But nigga, you leaving the child. They'll run with you and come right back. Nigga. I, it just didn't make sense, but whatever. He left. He went to the funeral. When he got to the church, another familiar face was on the steps. Your nigga Ronnie, oh dog. God, I hate this nigga character, dog. That nigga said, 
Lil man, you can vouch for me, can't you? Nigga, no. I will have you arrested on so these steps, me, let me, bro. Let me, let me get this straight. Like, y'all think this is a logical thing to do? Like, you killed the other son. And you're going to show up and try to talk to the mama while she... Like, this don't even make no fucking... It don't make drunk... Fuck drunk sense. It don't make any kind of fucking sense. Not even just talk to the mom, period. The fact you're coming to the funeral. I don't give a fuck the mom wasn't there. Why are you at this nigga's funeral and you killed his brother? And the whole reason well, his whole spiral happened, spiral to working with Duda and all that, it's because you killed his brother, dog. That's how we ended up here. But you know the mom is there. Like, you know she is there and you killed... Her other son. Yeah. Which she's thinking about on this day. Like, why would you show up? Yeah. Like, nigga, you're why literally. Would you, why would you write that? in? like, this scene didn't have to happen. Why would you write that into? I don't like that shit, man. It don't make sense. Yeah, dog. Like, they're making Ronnie. So where I think where they try to make him like this sad character who you feel bad for. I feel nothing. They make him me. stupid. I, like, I, he I, literally looks and acts stupidly, dog. He, I feel nothing for this character. I wish y'all would wrap this shit the fuck up. He isn't... he. Like, why are y'all making him a main person? I, I don't have the affinity for him. I don't care about the storyline. I don't believe that this bum-ass-looking nigga has some fine-ass, light-skinned chick. Like, I don't believe none of that shit. Yeah, dog. I said that when uh, they, they were doing a marathon yesterday, season one and two. And when they showed him with Tracy, Jason's mom. Tracy. I don't I yeah, just yeah, called her like yeah, chick yeah, yeah. I didn't know who she was. But um when they showed him with Tracy, uh, who played Jason's mom, who got killed and then he thought Coogie killed him, so he shot Coogie. I was like, fam, in no world would she have been with Ronnie. Like, I just don't see it, bro. Cause not only was he this random old bum drunk ass nigga. He ain't had shit. Nigga ain't have a job. He ain't no money. He was just a nigga fresh from the army with nothing to do living at his grandma crib. So it was just like, why the fuck was she fuck? It's just weird, dog. The casting is weird for this role. Not that dog is a bad actor, but you're giving this nigga a role that just, it don't make sense. And beyond Coogie getting killed season one, he ain't had a purpose in nothing, dog. Like his grandma was a more vital character than he is. Y'all didn't. We didn't. We didn't see the nigga talk with Common. We didn't see the nigga go through his own mother, father, drunk. Like, no, we don't care. Yeah, and we said that last year. But the only good thing, though, we get to do the Ronnie voice. And I came up here hydrated as fuck, trying to get. I I had a halls, nigga. I was like, all right, nigga, you got to get ready. But fortunately, he ain't say a whole lot this episode either. But um, he had the steps. He talking to Kevin. He asked Kevin, "Can he get him in the funeral?" Kevin, like nigga, no. Um, it's a funeral, dog. If you gotta ask me to get you in a funeral, you shouldn't be here. It's a funeral. It's an open church. They keeping you out for a reason, bro. So he goes in there. They try to again. They doing the drama the way that they were filming this shit. We see uh Jacob Lattimore, Emmett. We see Emmett on the front row. That's kind of when I figured, all right, this is definitely Brandon. Um. Cause I mean you you have I mean you knew it at this point. You knew it wasn't Reggie because again, Jake didn't come with the nigga. So you would think Jake would have gone to his own brother funeral, but we knew this shit was Brandon. It was Brandon. So Kevin went, sat next to Emmett, and then we see Kima. Um Kima from the wire. Welcome back. Welcome back. So that was another thing that I had an issue with this episode. Fam, she was legit not involved. All season two. Yeah, I get the feeling that she's never coming back either. No, no, no. She was listed as a guest star. She will not be back. That was it. They brought her back one ep. And it was funny because you remember last year when she got arrested, we were like, damn, I wonder if that's why she wasn't on season two. Because she was dealing with arrest and had. No, bring Brandon back to for one fucking episode so you can wrap this shit up. I get it. Y'all want to be on some. Y'all want to 
virtual signal oh we this and that man bring the motherfucker back because y'all got the goddamn show have him on set by himself do some scenes or some shit they ain't even need to bring him back you just said it at the top they could have just had a body in the alley like it ain't we don't need to see this nigga like do some voiceover some shit anything but it's just to jump right into this funeral fucking show and then his mom just hops on the stage with the weirdest eulogy you'll ever hear um how'd you think how'd you feel about it that eulogy yeah I didn't know what to do with it. Honestly, I don't get what she was trying to con because I understand everything she said makes sense. But I felt like that was the worst moment. Like, were you drawn in emotionally with her speech? I was based on what she was talking about, about living in a city that don't love you. Right. Because we live in a city that don't love you. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that part hit me. But I wasn't drawn in about her talking about brandon and cool like it was like two conflicting emotions dog man I, I think it was set up for that to be a really impactful scene and i don't think i think it missed the mark yeah shout out to one of the homies on online um lala even locked it locked this tweet with us in it by the way oh shit um which has said um let me go ahead uh, she ain't gonna like a lot of tweets by us this season uh uh, Rob, Rob Silver said, uh, Rob, what up? Uh, I the, still got that for you, by the way. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, the first 15 minutes of the season premiere of The Shy will have you teary eyed. Sonya, uh, Sonya Son was incredible. Enjoy, blah, blah, blah. So I went into it like, oh, shit. Let yeah. Me, let me go ahead and check it out. And I wasn't moved. So here's the thing. Like I said, my, my emotions were conflicted in the scene because everything she said. I understand and I towards agree with Towards the end, with. I kind of got like, she kind of got in the Yeah, head. no, because toward the end, she tied it together. But for a minute, it was just angry. And that's what I think missed the mark for me. Like, it wasn't, and I get it, you're angry. Two of your kids have been killed. Your only two children have been killed in this world that you live in, in this urban uh, area. And I get being angry. But it's like with her character specifically, that's all we've ever gotten. It's like, damn, you can't soften up. Even so, not only did I feel like her speech, while well-written and well-performed, shout out to Sonya, but I felt like it missed the mark. And then I felt like they continued to miss the mark after, like when Emmett went up to the limo and was trying to talk to her. She was like, and what the fuck you want? Come, And it was like, damn, nigga, are you just mad at life, bro? Because if you are, like, why are you even back? my nigga it was um it was just too angry i i didn't i feel like the emotional part of it got lost for me because i couldn't get over the fact that she was fucking yelling at me about these damn streets and these meddling kids and it was like nigga don't scooby-doo me right now dog i just yeah it, it it didn't hit i see what they were trying to do and they were trying to make it this big moment but i just think that Having her character be so I fucking it was mad, shot nice that slow pan in into her. Like, yep, I thought it was shot wonderful. Like every the elements, yeah, for this to be in a really emotional scene, yeah, they were there, were there. It yeah, ain't, it ain't hooked. Me I though. just it it didn't again. It missed the mark, and I, I'm not gonna say it missed it by much because I was definitely able to see what they were trying to convey. It was just like mm, if you ever fucking shot at a target and you be just to the left of that bitch nigga that's kind of what this felt like like yeah y'all just you was accurate but you yeah. were not precise yeah man 100 percent. so after the funeral um they leave out ronnie never left ronnie's still outside and the mom brandon's mom comes out ronnie runs up on her to talk to her i just came here to give my condolences 
And she, nigga, her boyfriend, whatever his, I forget his name, but he was great last year. He was a great stand-in for yeah, her. For sure. Um, and he go, nigga, get the fuck out of here. Like, what are you even doing here at the church of step, nigga? They done brought the devil to the church of steps. Like, get out of here, dog. Somebody should have killed that nigga. Fam, he should have been dead two seasons ago. Brandon should have killed that nigga. Yeah, Brandon, you dropped the ball on that one. Brandon had a gun. Nigga, Kevin should have killed that nigga. When he was chasing him, I mean, he shot him, but... Kevin, the realest nigga out there, apparently. Facts. Kevin, the only nigga that put a bullet in this motherfucker, dog. Like, I, I just don't get why they letting this nigga roam the streets. But, um, fake Chicago, y'all taking an L, nigga. And I say fake Chicago because they had mad inaccurate streets on this episode, too. It was like bus lines coming down one way, but I read the street sign and it was like, nigga, that's not that street. Okay. Whatever y'all want to do. So, anyway, Ronnie leaves. The boyfriend tells Ronnie get the fuck on or the husband, whatever he is. Ronnie get the fuck on. Then we see the nigga dude I walk up to uh to the mom. And when he came up, soon as he grabbed her hand, that nigga looked to the left and smiled at the camera. Nigga, that was weird. Cause we ain't know yet what he had the photo ops for. But that nigga had a whole fucking uh photo team there. Took his picture. It was once you know why he did that when you rewatch this episode. That scene was really funny to me because that smile that nigga hit was like. <laughs> nigga, you ain't got no cool. What's your name is? Dog. To the And he like ain't no mention you. He dog. like fuck out my face. <laughs> I'm Otis Perry. I worked with your son. She was yeah. That nigga never talked about you, bro. <laughs> and I'm like, man, he also didn't talk to you. He talked to your boyfriend about Otis Perry, and he never he acted real brand new. Nigga. That shit was so funny. She threw that nigga card down the ground. My man was like, what that slimy nigga want? Yeah. <laughs> and he was right there. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> like I don't know. Get me the fuck out of here, dog. So then she get in the car. That's when Emmett walk up. Emmett trying to give his people. Brandon was his man. I dog. just assumed that Brandon's dead because of Duda, though. Yeah, I mean, natural assumption. He was working with the cops. Duda knows. So Boom. I'm thinking like you at the funeral is like, it's like uh Big Red at now. Nah, what's the name funeral in Five Heartbeats? I can understand the type of nigga that. Otis Perry Duda is coming yeah. to the scene of the crime essentially. Yeah. That makes more sense than Ronnie dumbass. Oh, 100%. Because, dude, I got to keep an image of. Facts. That's why he there. I'm here to And not only that, I also need to make sure ain't nobody around this motherfucker who know that it's me. Yeah. Nigga. And I think that was the. Yeah. What you, he ain't never mentioned you before. Yeah. Fuck out of here. Yeah. Even if they did, we don't We want don't no know nothing about you, nigga. So. Like that slimy nigga one. Yeah. And that's. That makes sense. Again, he was Big Red at the funeral scene in Fire Heartbeats. Nigga, when that nigga went up, <laughs> nigga said, Eleanor, <laughs> if you need anything, you give me a call. She smacked shit out red, nigga. But when Emmett walked up to say what up to her and just give his piece, I just, again, I didn't. I hated the anger, dog. Like I did, too. And Because um, Emmett don't do nothing to nobody. Like Also, but Emmett, this not about you. Facts. Facts. Like, y'all can't make funerals about you. It's not about you. If a motherfucker grieving, uh, they don't want to be bothered. It ain't uh, time for you to come drop your speech to make you feel really good about, yeah, I told his mom that, you know, we was, nigga, it's not about you. Him reenacting her voice was funny as fuck. <laughs> then she talking about, this fucking city don't love you. <laughs> fuck her. Like, damn, nigga, you ain't care about her anyway. Dog, that shit was funny. Nigga, she ain't care about Brandon anyway. And that was another, like, I get it. That was your son. But I'm like, mm. You really wasn't the fucking greatest mom award winner out this bitch, but whatever, dog. So then we see Kevin and Emmett back at the wedding. Um, So while they was at the wedding, before they went to the funeral scene, they had the ceremony. This Dre character, they knew mom. They tried to convey, like, she did what 
any step parent would probably do during their wedding. She had a little extra something to say to the kids. Natural. Respect it. Respect it. Yo, I love y'all. I know I like what she said. I know y'all didn't pick me. Your mom did. So wanted to let y'all know I love y'all. She gave them some jewelry. I like the longitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's engraved with the coordinates of our home. So no matter where you at on earth, y'all always can find your way back home. I loved it. But when Keisha was being so cold to her, it was just like, again, it's a brand new character. We don't know shit about why they don't like her, why they not a fan. So it just felt awkward, dog. Like, you know how we were talking about some of them like quiet moments on Insecure where it was just like too much silence and dead space. That's what that initial scene felt like. Like, why are they treating her like that? Like, what the fuck she do, nigga? Now, granted, you ain't got to like your step-parent, just your step-parent, but it just felt weird, dog. It didn't come off the way I think they intended on it coming off. Something else that happened at the wedding before we got fully into the uh, the reception, one of the other bridesmaids and some other lady was talking to Keisha. I hate it. I fucking, Fam, I fucking, what was that scene, dog? I fucking hate. Like six different times <laughs> on this fucking episode, y'all tried to give me, y'all tried to say, yo, she a hoe. Yo, she a hoe. Yo, she a hoe. Like, fuck, we get it. Damn. Y'all try to make her dress real provocative. Oh, they always got, like, God damn. Like, I get it. I get it. Do y'all want to give her the whole role? So now it looks like she going to be on some some woman gone shit. Yeah, or some shit. Like, she was in these streets. Like, God but, damn. Y'all kept referencing the guys and this and that. And then. So uh, it was one thing that happened when they were taking the pictures, the wedding party pictures or whatever. The other bridesmaid says to Keisha as they're getting ready, stop being so fast. And she like threw something over Keisha's shoulder, like a little, like she had a little scarf or some shit. She put it over Keisha's shoulder. And I laughed because I was like, fam, y'all are wearing the same dress. Y'all was both in the wedding. Like y'all are literally wearing the exact same dress, dog. Like it's the reason y'all up here in these pictures is for the wedding party. Like I get I mean, some of our aunties, uncles, and whoever, they, they say shit like that. Cool. Mm-hmm. But the fact that y'all said so many yeah. in a very short amount of time, even Emmett banter with her, yeah. was like everybody's just trying to convey, yo, she's a hoe, she's loose, she's wild, she be out here in the streets. Like, yeah. come on, man. And they kind of, so I felt like if y'all were going to do that, a more effective way would have been having a bit deeper or maybe just more thought out discussion about her affair with the track coach last year and because the the lady said like i'm just glad you going to college and you stop being fast because we heard about that older man and it's like oh that got out like talk about that was don't it, just was the old man was he a writer for the, oh <laughs> <laughs> but it's like was he marcus houston <laughs> <laughs> was he on the hunt for different like damn me out here hunting but it's like dog like talk about the shit that we saw her do don't talk about like y'all y'all approached her being molested by the track coach like a joke like that's what i ain't like i get this whole information this whole episode was just a um information overload long as (laughs) previously on power like that's what it felt like the whole episode was like Like, let me tell y'all what this is about to be about instead of actually giving me why and how Brandon died instead of actually giving me the repercussions from her fucking a track coach and then him getting jumped by Reggie last year and then seeing the aftermath of that instead of giving me the mom because granted we don't we never even really knew the mom we the mom is on here to discipline Kevin or Keisha and that's it we don't see much about their mom all of a sudden you gave me an episode where she was half the episode what is his timeline 
How much time? So I figured it's been about a year, if not a year close to it. And the only reason it seems like they're in a new school year. She, Keisha is now a senior, uh, a senior. She's 18. She's taking her SAT. She's discussing where she's going to college next fall. How old is Emmett? We didn't know who the fuck Emmett was. Um, he didn't know how old he was. We, we assumed that he was like 18, 18 last in year. the first season. And then now I guess we could put him at 20 ish, 2021. 20, he can't be that much older than 21, nigga, because Tiffany don't look but fucking 19. So. It's just, it's a really weird way to kind of come back into the season because it's like y'all are blowing by the shit that actually required additional info so y'all can force new plots and narratives on me. And it's like, nigga. Oh, then we at the, at the, it's at the funeral. Yeah, yeah. Um, Luke James across mm. the, the corner like, yo, this shit just seemed mad corny to me. To so be we knew Luke James was going to be on here. We when the announcement came out last summer, it was Luke James, Lala, and Candy Burris have been added to the cast. Luke James was the only one whose character they discussed in the announcement we read on this pod. Um, they said he was going to play Jake's brother, who just got out of jail and was coming to try to get custody of Jake. Now that Reggie was dead, shout out. Um, I mean, we also seen the casting call. That they yeah, yeah. Where they were asking for a 20-something-year-old trans woman. And we ended up hearing the rumor that the reason Reggie was killed off is because they were going to have this trans woman be his girlfriend or love interest. And the actor, Barton Fitzpatrick, that plays Reggie, shout out to that nigga's name being Barton Fitzpatrick, but he played the hoodest nigga in the world. Um, He said he wasn't with that shit. He said he didn't want to do it. Lena was like, "No, we doing it." His brother, my way to house. His brother, uh, a brother of his, is gonna have a transgender. So we gonna make a whole new brother and give him a transgender love interest. And you know what? I wasn't even for for this episode only. I'm gonna take it a case by case, episode by episode basis. I wasn't even mad at how Luke James played his character. I just felt again he suffered from being random. They just threw that nigga in there. Like, I can't blame him now, for them throwing his character out there, bro. Now, granted, this is TV. Facts. Right? But it seemed real TV-ish how they just go across the street and like, yo. And that nigga's staring over there and he like, there go that motherfucker right there. It oh, was real scooby And then his trans girlfriend was like, oh, that's that motherfucker right there? Yeah, that's that motherfucker right there. He don't look like nothing. He ain't <laughs> he nothing. Ain't nothing. <laughs> like, and it was like, so he ain't nothing? No, he not. Is he? No, he not. Yes, he is. Yes, I did. Nigga, what? It was just random. And then the biggest issue I had with that whole intro of Luke James character, Trig is his name. They never said it, but that's his name. Is that they hopped right in Reggie fucking uh, G-Wagon, dog. Where did you come out of prison and just get this nigga's truck, bro? Like, I'm I'm trying to figure out how he got Reggie truck and how did you get access to Reggie's house? Shout out to Kankakee. My ex was from Kankakee. Yeah, yeah. I, they said like all the way in Kankakee, like it was so far away. Like, man, <laughs> nah, it's about forty five minutes. Yeah, like, it's not. Like that's Ann Arbor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, from Chicago, that's Ann Arbor. Like I heard, I heard about this all the way in Kankakee, <laughs> up ninety four. <laughs> the only reason I know what Kankakee is and know how to, to pronounce yeah, it. Yeah. When you look at it on paper, it, that shit don't look. It like don't that. look like that at all. Yeah. What was funny is my closed caption spelled it right, mm. and I could appreciate it, but um. No, so we we got that random intro, and at the time we didn't even know that was Jake's brother. We knew nothing. They just showed him, and it was like he hates Duda for some reason. Well, I knew because we. Well, we knew because we, we knew, but it was like if you never heard any of that shit, it was just like, oh, Luke James on this motherfucker. 
Johnny Gill, nigga, well, from he, the new he mission. Mentioned, like, and he got your brother. He, no, she, he, oh, she said that in that scene? Mm-hmm. I thought they said that later when they had got to Reggie's house. So pardon me, pardon me. Um, so then we back at the reception. Because I thought to myself, how the fuck did he get custody? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, when they was on the I, street, I'm thinking like, how the fuck did he? How could he get legal custody of Jake? Yeah. Like, and then we nigga, found out later. We found out that it was, in fact, handled correctly in the, well, correctly with quotes. I'm going to use the only two fingers that work on my hand. Um, but we go back to the reception, dog. And then this is where it was just like, all right, y'all are dragging this a la last week's finale of Insecure with the hunt for Amanda Seals. Um, oh, real quick. Another issue I have at the funeral before we did. Jerrica just wasn't there. So y'all couldn't bring back Jason Mitchell. Okay, I get it. Maybe motherfuckers don't want him on the set. I don't know. I don't know what his relationship was with niggas when he left after all them accusations. But nigga, if Brandon gets killed, his girlfriend who he broke up with on the finale of last season, she not coming to the funeral? Y'all don't even give me a nigga with her hair in the back? Like something, nigga. Like, and as angry as his mama was, I guarantee she probably would have been like, and that bitch ain't even come to the, y'all ain't even acknowledged that Jerrica was his girlfriend at all. And I just felt like that was cheap. Again, you didn't have to go into your creative bag and figure out a non-death way for him to be out of town. Cool. You don't want to put him in Witsec. You don't want to have him go open a restaurant over in New York, California. You don't have to do all that. Brandon but if you was gonna, He ain't the witness protection type of nigga. He not. But if you was going to kill him off, because I'm like, yo, to his character, I would have loved if they said that nigga got a scholarship to this culinary school or this chef offered him a job to come be a sous chef. That would have, I would have loved it for his character because it's not typical, right? Because typically niggas get killed off. And I just wish they would have gotten their creative bag. But if you wasn't going to do that, don't make a fool out of me, though, dog. And just tell me this nigga got killed. We don't know why. And maybe they explain over episodes. But the time to explain was now and not giving me 25 minutes of wedding um, for two characters who we don't know and never fucking seen. And then if you got y'all couldn't bring his girl back, bro. I understand Tiffany Boone, the actress, not wanting to work with Jason Mitchell, but he ain't here, nigga. So have her come on the set, have her do a speech, and then let that be that. Tiffany, just like you just said about Jason Mitchell, could have done a one episode, one clip, and been off. We ain't If she ain't want to be involved with the show no more because they ignored what she was saying or whatever the fuck, cool. But damn, nigga, y'all ain't even acknowledged that she was a character. It just felt cheap, dog. Cheap as fuck. What if they come out and, and randomly mention, like, yo, uh, Jerrica got killed, too. Like, We'll find out. Dude, I killed the whole house, nigga. Like, uh, it was just cheap. But we back at the reception. Apparently, Papa, Jake, Kevin, and some girl named Ebony is all in the back drinking wine, um, which was random. Uh, the expensive shit. Yeah, they was drinking the expensive shit. They kept pointing that out. Um, I damn near had to pause and zoom in to see what the fuck they was drinking. Kevin comes back from the funeral. He walks in on them in the kitchen drinking. They pour out some liquor for Reggie and Brandon. So we get, because again, the same way we didn't have it confirmed. Um, well, we seen that nigga get shot. We saw Reggie up. get shot the fuck up, but they never said Reggie died. It went off. That was the last time we seen him. And then we knew just from reading, he ain't want to get involved with the trans. It looked like he died. Cause and you, it did. You got to convince me that a nigga get shot out with a fucking. What appeared to be a Mac Ten. I don't know where they still make them bitches at. Um, <laughs> Full line. <laughs> but like, yeah, he did. Yeah, so he um what's his brother name? Jake poured out some wine for 
Reggie. Kevin poured out wine for Brennan. Then Keisha came back there. What y'all back here doing? Are y'all drinking this? It was just like, I don't know. They were like using a lot of filler moments. Like, I get that y'all are trying to show me that Kevin, Jake, and Papa are grown. And they didn't grow up. They starting to dabble in. Niggas is smoking. Niggas is drinking. Cool. They doing what teenagers do. A lot of them, at least. Um, But I'm just like, eh. Y'all was kind of forcing the moments, man. Um, But salute to Kevin, Jake, and Papa. These grown-ass men now, dog. Like, yeah, well, still I mean, they still <laughs> making dumbass mistakes they, in these they, streets. They, they probably in the, well, they in high school now. Fourteen now, it looked like. Um, so I'm just happy to see the young boys. I feel like the show with Jason Mitchell's character no longer being on there. The show needs to shift toward the three of them because I feel like their characters have been the most important outside of Brandon for the entire show, man. And and it's just you want to see. What they got going on. Hopefully it's more than just we in the crib smoking and drinking and having girls come through to get fingered, nigga. I don't know. But that whole wedding reception, dog, it was just unnecessary. Um that we didn't was need to see it. The absolute fucking worst cha cha slide ever I've ever seen ever. in my fucking life. Fam, I said it in Is the Is that what y'all do in Chicago? I said it in the group three. Cause niggas in Chicago told me they can dance. I cause I always hear it. So these niggas wasn't from Chicago is what y'all telling me. What was that they was doing? Fam, it's a nigga. I want everybody to rewatch the cha-cha slide scene. Fam, you don't stand still until he says move. (laughs) It's a white dude or Asian. I couldn't tell, but it was a dude who was either white or Asian, dark hair. He had on blue dress pants. Watch this nigga do that cha-cha slide, dog. It is the most funny, awkward shit you ever going to see this week, bro. It was so painful to watch this nigga. I don't know what they was doing, dog. That was the great value version of the Issa episode when they was Fam. doing the wobble. Oh, and they was wobbling their ass off. But, like, cool, though. They yeah. wasn't doing the, the too much wobble. They was doing, like, that cool nigga that yeah. be at the, yeah, nigga. I'm like, damn, I didn't know. I thought that was some Detroit shit. I, and we said Detroit, Chicago, Midwest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I'm gonna just say this, shout and out shout out to all the Chicago listeners because I know we got a bunch. Um, yeah. y'all my niggas, and I ain't never seen y'all dance, so maybe y'all could find some retribution. But if they ever do a show called The D, but they made it, they made that a thing because they they referenced it twice before we got to the dance. Like yo, they probably about to do the cha cha slide, and then she came out and like yo, they about to we about to do the cha cha slide. Like y'all kept saying that. She like okay, well maybe this about to no. No, it, it was bad. And it was like, even I was disappointed in the mains. Like, Keisha can't dance? She looked like she could dance. Nigga, uh, Emmett Mama is the best dancer, and she wasn't good. It was just embarrassing, dog. Papa ain't had no real. I thought Papa was going to get up there and smooth some shit. Just how to even try to make, like, Emmett Mama and Emmett Daddy even end. Oh, so now they friends with the, the, the person that uh, Kevin's mama's marrying. And, like, it was just a wild connected dots like how y'all get to the wedding yeah like it was just weird yeah because i was like all of a sudden emmett who wasn't at the wedding earlier but he's at the reception like now he back with a van and he catering the bitch and i'm like so did kevin ride back with emmett that combo they had at the wedding did they not talk in the car it was just weird dog but um speaking of that combo so emmett goes up to kevin ask him if he's straight tells him yo man i know that nigga brandon did but I got your back. And nigga Kevin was like, nigga, I don't want you to have my back. I was like, dog, Kevin, how you just rejecting a mentor, nigga? But he was like, yo. Emmett, like, you like how shit look, but that's not how it is. Yeah. I got you. You ain't Brandon, dog. 
Yeah. And he nigga. told him that. And that nigga said, I know I ain't Brandon. Or no, he said, nigga, I know. Don't say nigga. Brandon didn't like that word. Which made me want to go back and see if Brandon ever said nigga. Because I feel like he... I don't remember Brandon saying he ain't like nigga. That was some vague shit. I was like, maybe he did, but nigga, I ain't... In that moment, it felt random. But Brandon told him... I'm like almost positive he called Emin a nigga, like, multiple times. I feel like he called Emin a nigga. I feel like I know he called... uh, What's Whispers voice, nigga? Nigga, I should kill you. (laughs) (laughs) Nigga, I bust this shit right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nigga get on the fucking ground and give me your gu- like I know he's damn nigga don't take my ice cream truck that's all I got like I, I'm fairly sure he said nigga I know he said nigga you killed my brother <laughs> like I know he said nigga a million times dog I just feel it in my heart like, damn but. I ain't shoot the nigga the little nigga the little nigga <laughs> Kevin this is little good like, no nah, Kevin that's my little nigga that's my little nigga I'm his big nigga you don't get in here and cut your, I'm gonna cut your fucking head it's all <laughs> And nigga, why your hair? Nigga, come here, dog. So I know he was like, Jericho, nigga. <laughs> but he was like, Brandon didn't like nigga. And Emmett was like, all right, well, look, motherfucker, I got your back, dog. <laughs> like, if you need something, I'm here for you, bro. And I, I, Emmett is, it's like he trying to right his wrongs or he trying to like, uh, they need to do something with Emmett, and it's he like either you are gonna look young because he's <laughs> a young face looking nigga, and he trying to look like y'all trying to make him look older. It don't work. Yeah, I hate that nigga facial hair. His so <laughs> here's the fucked up part, and shout out to Jacob Lattimore. I think the nigga's actually really talented. Um, as an actor and a singer, um, Jacob Lattimore's face is weird, right? So the beard not working for Jacob Lattimore, but on the flip side, without the beard, Jacob Lattimore looks like a lesbian. Like, he looks like a very strong... He looked like he is still Kevin Moms if uh, Dre not careful, dog. So I'm like, it's really... Con- I'm conflicted because I'm like, dog, maybe just try to mustache or something, but the beard is a little patchy and, and disconnected, but he needs something because that no facial hair face is wild for that nigga. But like you said, it's also, are y'all trying to convey him looking older with the facial hair? I don't know what y'all trying to do, but nevertheless... um. They do the cha-cha slide scene. That shit was weird. The mom and the girlfriend had a first dance. That was weird. It was just, it was too much of two characters we've never fucking met. And I get that y'all lost some main characters. We lost Reggie. We lost Brennan. But, like, y'all ain't got to necessarily make everybody. You ain't got to boost D characters, nigga. They mom was a D character. Emmett and Keisha have a little conversation. Um, about her being scared to go mm. to college. Um, he kept it real with her too. Yeah, he she um, he asked I her. Yo. That. I enjoyed that exchange. Yeah, I I enjoyed Emin and his. So before he talked to her, let's backtrack. He talked to his mom, because uh, his mom and his dad was there at the wedding. They they came together, and he like, yo, nigga, like, why you with dad with Darnell? She like, oh, he gave me a ride. That's it. He just gave me a ride. And that nigga Emin like, look, nigga, that's where it starts. I already ran up on y'all about to fuck the one night. Y'all wouldn't have not fucked if it wasn't for me catching y'all. So I don't think you need to be fucking riding with this nigga the way. Nigga, who are you talking to? <laughs> she asked him that. And it was funny because I thought she was joking, but her face didn't say joke. It was very much like, who the fuck are you talking to, son? Like, don't forget the fucking uh, hierarchy here. Then he told her, yo, and this was some fuck nigga shit. <laughs> nigga said, well, look, in the future, when you need a ride, just let me know. I could borrow Tiffany car and come get you. <laughs> it was like, fam, or I can call your dad. <laughs> like, 
and with the ride, I can go fuck too. So I can live my life. Um, she's really pretty. I just want to throw that out there one more time. The mom is pretty. She was OD on the makeup last night, but she really pretty and she's strapped. She got the only body on here that's don't look like a boy because Keisha's still very much shaped like a little boy. Then Emmett and Keisha go outside and talk. He asked her, so this is when we got the whole, I don't like Dre. He was like, you don't like Dre, do you? Not really. She is kind of annoying. And it's just like, why though? You ever called a girl Dre? No. No. I've never seen that before. No. The closest I have, my friend Andrea, we call her Drea. That's it. I've literally never seen a girl called Dre. Never. Yeah. I don't I guess there's nothing wrong with it, but no, I No, no, no. Why have I never seen that before? Yeah. Yeah. So they talking, Emin and Keisha. She said she kind of scared to go off to school. He like, dog, you might as well get the fuck out of here, nigga. You scared to go to school. Like, get away from the city, dog. I just seen my man's killed. I'm out here having babies every other week. You probably don't want to stick around because I'm going to try to get you pregnant. Go the fuck to college, dog. And she just like, eh, I don't know. Like, I don't want to leave anything behind. And he like, fam, what you want to do? Stay here, get pregnant, and end up working at CVS? She was like, what's wrong with that? But what I want to know is, how the fuck, how old is Emmett? Because two years ago, y'all was fucking. Yeah. And she was 16. And how old was you? Maybe he was 18 then and 20 now. Maybe. Was Emmett pedophiling? Was was Emmett, um, was he out here statutorian? I mean, I've seen a few statues in my day. Is that nigga name short for Torian? Um... I don't know, but because Emmett was out of high school. Yeah, well, he had dropped out. He yeah. ain't graduated. That was another thing that threw us off on the timeline. We remember he went back up to the school. Yeah, yeah. They say he never graduated though. So and Emmett, you need to go get your GED. While you out here talking to her about college and shit, nigga, you ain't got your diploma. And like, you can't run this food truck. You can, but it's gonna be a lot more difficult if you know nothing about What's business. Nigga. When his girlfriend gets so thick. Whew. Tiffany fine, dog. Tiffany fine. I don't know how old she is, so I'm going to say that lightly, but no statutory, but Tiff, I ain't out here. Look like she's going to be a regular character this year. I hope so, because what I realized is I actually like her. Like, I know when we were initially introduced to her, she was the bitter baby mom, but- And they blamed, they made her, like, really stupid. They made her the stupid, bitter baby mom. They stereotyped her. But last night, if that was any indication of the character we're going to see from her- um, Cause her and Emmett live together now. They live in his little basement apartment or whatever. And uh, I just liked their whole interaction. Like she wasn't, cause it wasn't necessarily like a romantic thing. It was like, you could tell she was that down, that down girl for him. Now that I seen that weed, I'm like that's a lot of weed. When they first showed somebody rolling weed, I kind of, and I, I feel bad for saying this, but I was like, that gotta be Tiffany cause of the nails. Cause she was the hood ass girl, like but she was putting that shit up on a scale. We selling she this was, shit. Yeah, no, nah, she not only smoking, nigga. She bagging up. Um, she was rolling a blunt. She was bagging up. Chicago got free weed. I mean, legal weed. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I feel like they maybe they do. I feel like Illinois did that shit before Michigan did. Mm-hmm. I think so. So she bagged. It. Matter of fact, I'm about ninety nine percent they do. Cause now I'm remembering niggas posting about it when Illinois shit first opened. So, um, Illinois listeners, y'all let us know. Do y'all got legal weed? I think y'all do, but I want to confirm. So they was rolling up. Emmett came. Well, Tiffany was rolling up. Emmett came back home and he walks in on Tiffany. He kind of telling her about his day and she was just kind of laughing. Oh, Emmett sucks as a caterer. 
so he he catered the wedding. He don't really know how to cook. That was actually never his thing. We kind of forgot it because even when he worked at the chicken spot, he was kind of on the front end, nigga. They ain't really have him in the back. And when he was, you remember he burnt that bitch down, nigga. So Emin ain't the greatest cook on earth, but listen, man. Uh, unrelated, but related. While we were talking about uh, the statutory shit, and, mm-hmm. you know, there's an actual protest down at the Free Press right now. Okay, uh, on for, what? For, for a statutory nigga. Mm. And uh, while while at the protest, like more text messages and shit then came up about the proof. My lord. In the, in the, yeah, it's going down. My lord. Send me that. Send me that. Um, Damn. That statutory shit gets real... Just make sure niggas is in your grade. And if you out of grades, make sure, check IDs, nigga. Do whatever you got to do, dog. But you can't be at the high school. You can't. At the games. Nah, nah. Because then you know you being nasty. This shit, this, this shit is this You're shit being is intentionally nasty. nasty nigga. This shit <laughs> like, is nasty, dog. And that's what Emmett, I'm, I'm going to have to hit up Jacob Lattimore and make sure Emmett wasn't being statutory nasty out here, dog. Like, nigga, was you 19 when she was 16, nigga? And I'm gonna look up Illinois statutory laws. I need to know what the fuck going on. Cause if it was more than a track coach, we gotta bring all the motherfuckers down, dog. Another uh another little statutory situation. When we do the what are you watching, I get more into it. But have you watched Blood and Water on Netflix? Mm-mm. It was a good it was a good six episode show. You can run through it really quick. The episode is about 40 minutes. It's a really, it was entertaining, dog. It's set in Cape Town, South Africa, um, and it's about. Somebody told me to watch it. I it, haven't watched it. So yet. my girl, I wanted to watch it for a long time, and I kind of, I just never knew what it was about. So it wasn't that I was disinterested. I just kind of didn't, it wasn't on my the top of my list of things to watch. And then uh, we finally got to it last week. That was a pretty good show, man. I enjoyed it. They got renewed for a second season, too, which is awesome because still a lot of shit they ain't get to, so. But good ass show, and it made me think about it talking about statutory coaches and nasty niggas because it's one in there too. Um, but anyway, what happened to Tiffany and Emmett, baby? Because she was pregnant last year. Was she? Yeah, you remember? Oh, that's how they ended yeah. up. Because he was on some like fuck. I, now I gotta get a crib. I gotta, I gotta start getting my life together because we know what happened to that baby. Did that baby get aborted? That baby turned to a smoothie. Oh, that baby got aborted and snorted. Shout out to Dame. (laughs) Dame, happy Father's Day, you grimy nigga. (laughs) 30 kids and count, nigga. (laughs) That baby turned into a smoothie. My God. Um, But it was weird, too, because when I was trying to figure out the timeline since last season, I was also like, because niggas pointed out she was smoking weed. She had a little drink in front of her. Is she just wilding out? She definitely wasn't pregnant. But I was like, if it's been a year, she could have also had the baby. And we just ain't see it. But why why do we know it's been a year, though? I'm just going off the grade. We know what's her name was in 11th grade and now she a senior. We know the boys is starting high school. So it's like that don't necessarily mean a calendar year. Yeah. Could have just been a few months over the summer, too. So. Maybe she did abort the baby. We don't fucking know, nigga. But maybe she just said she was pregnant to get back with this nigga. <laughs> Were they in school? <laughs> yeah. In the, the last season? Yeah. Yep. Because um, you remember that's when Kevin got the pamphlet about the white school when they went on a field trip and shit. To the well, museum. Yeah, that was earlier in the season, but at the end of the season, where they was it? What? They were still in school because that's when he got in trouble on like episode nine last season about never showing his mom the pamphlet. 
his teacher was like, nigga, what did your mom say about the other school? Like, we can get you in. And he was like, oh, yeah, she uh, she ain't really want to make that move. And then the teacher called his mom like, fam, y'all come down here, nigga. So it's been at least a few months. So we should be seeing a baby if she had the baby. but Or a pregnant Tiffany. We ain't seen neither. So safe to say that baby ain't making on the cast list, dog. Uh, what else we get, man? Oh, when they was at the wedding ceremony or the reception, Kevin told Emmett, Jacob, and the little girl, Ebony, they was hanging out with to pull up to the crib later. My mom's going to be gone. Got the crib to ourselves. Mom going to the to the honeymoon suite or whatever. So we see the mom and Dre giving Keisha some money. She like, look, here goes some money for watching your brother for the weekend. Here goes some money to give to Emmett. Pay him for the catering, nigga. We out. This literally had to be the last, or could have been and should have been the last time we saw the mom and Dre. They didn't need to be in this episode anymore. If we were going to see them again, it should have been them coming in the crib and catching Kevin, Papa, and uh, Jake in the room with girls. I skipped the whole scene. Fam. I, so the, the big scene everybody's talking about? Never you saw missed it? it. Never so it. what's funny, when I first watched it, I didn't see it, but it wasn't because I skipped it. I looked away for a second, and when I looked back, she was climbing on top of the mom. So I just thought she had panties on. I didn't think what happened until somebody posted a screenshot. Shout out to the Apple TV. You know, you can just put the little pause and like s- scrub the mm-hmm. finger over in it. I skipped the whole scene. I'm like, what? Why am I like, what? what? I yeah. don't understand why that's there. Like, we don't know these people. So, again, something I want to point out is one of my uh, gay homegirls. Shout out to her. I ain't going to say her name, but she know she want to make herself public she can she reached out to me earlier off some comments she was seeing online and she was like you know what are your thoughts on that scene so that's actually the screenshot she sent me was when i i didn't re- again i had no clue nigga that that happened so for the, for those of y'all who didn't see it or who don't know what we're talking about when dre get and, the strap when dre and the mama started fucking at the hotel suite dre took her pants off And the fucking strap-on dildo dick just bounced out the sweats. Oh, I thought they, like, took it out the closet or some shit. Nigga, she had it on, bro. She pulled the sweats down, and literally that motherfucker bounced all over 70 inches of my TV. And I was like, nigga, I had to pause my TV. But, like, not on pause for real, nigga. Like, I had to. I'm I'm not saying because that's. No, nigga, no. We're not pausing on the dick. It was just wild. It was like, yo, why why did this bitch just boing? Why did it do that? It wasn't necessary, dog. So, my homegirl, when she asked me, I was like, wait, that really happened? She sent me the screenshot. I rewatched the scene. I saw it. And even when she sent the screenshot, I still thought, like, I was like, somebody photoshopped that. Like, that's not a thing, dog. And the reason that I watched it. Again, to verify is because not because I was disgusted. Fam, that was random and unnecessary. Like, and she gonna say, "Oh, I'm all about representation," and I'm like, "Nigga, I am too." Lena Waits, a lesbian. We we know it. We know it. It's in everything. We're literally looking at a gay marriage take place in this episode. For the majority of the episode, that was the fucking story. Representation was there before you showed me that this chick had a strap on on all day. Cause like, now I'm like, how long she had the strap on her dog? Like, <laughs> like, so like in television, like I don't need to see the intimate moments of a honeymoon unless I'm invested in these characters. Like, these are D characters, dog. Like, the mom in the scene, we don't know the other person. We just got we introduced. just met Dre 
20 minutes ago. The mom in this scene only comes in to to speak with Kevin and Keisha. A little That's it. At tight. Like we don't know. We don't know these people. Nigga, one thing we never needed and we're never going to get, or at least I never thought we were going to get, was a sex scene with the mom. And I'm saying that even if the mom was straight she and had a husband, she could have went back straight and, and married a dude. I'm thinking like, why are you I showing me this? I still would have been like, who is this nigga? Why the fuck they showing them? If they had the mom straight, married a dude, showed them go to the hotel, and the dude pulled his pants off and his dick bounced up on the fucking TV, I would have said the same thing. Why, nigga? And that was my point. I don't give a. F- I know that some lesbians have strap ones, fam. I get it. That's not inclusion. And what I don't want is for people to start thinking moments like that are inclusive. Fam, that's cheap. That was just cheap. That was shock value shit. She tried to Howard Stern y'all real quick. She tried to fucking Playboy penthouse you real quick. Over that did what did that moment do for the rest of this episode? Nothing. We had a gay wedding. Way more about inclusion than her having the fucking strap on, dog. So it was just weird. Lena again went in her bag and it was like nasty bag. Why did you go in that bag? Oh, that bag was disgusting. <laughs> that was a Dooney and Burke, nigga. She went in the Dooney and Burke, nigga. Oh, she went in the fucking Dooney and Burke, the nigga. DB. She had the DB print boy, nigga. <laughs> and she went deep in there, nigga. She couldn't find her keys, oh, dog. Man. She reached down in the Dooney and Burke duffel. That was the DB duffel. And I ain't in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lena, a duffel bag boy. I'm a ball. <laughs> so it was Wayne, Titty Boy, and Lena, nigga. Uh, I just didn't get it. Um, but then the next morning, because we're still in their hotel room, the mom wakes up, they get room service, and then with room service came the newspaper, and she looks on the front of the newspaper, and we see Duda shaking Brandon's mom's hand. And it says so he's I'm, running from there. I'm assuming that they're about to be a major part in this season. Cause like why are they on on screen so much? This was a lot. Um, I we don't know her. I don't, fam. But not only do we not I, know her, y'all have literally never had to round out her character and make her like a. a we didn't need to know her, bro. She was great as the mom who came in when she came in and then went right back where she was at. And it's like, yo, nigga, what are we even asking where she was at? Yeah, Last, like yo, what mom where the mom go? Because we don't mind when when she popped in, but when you start to make a whole episode about her dog, it just felt weird and forced. They jump over to whatever house that uh, Trig bought. Um, That's Reggie House. Um, oh, okay, yeah, that was Reggie crib. Something like this house look kind of familiar. That was definitely Reggie. Oh, before we even saw that, didn't he run up on Duda already? Oh yeah, so they, yeah, they, yeah. they went to this meeting. So Duda met up with the other gang leader. If y'all don't remember, it was another gang that Reggie robbed last year for twenty grand, and then that's what ended up getting Reggie killed. Nigga, that was like the beginning of the end for Reggie, robbing them niggas for the twenty bands. So Duda met up with the leader of that gang. Duda's the leader of the sixty third Street mob, and they meet in like a little warehouse or some shit. And Duda say, "To what do I owe the pleasure?" And Dog was like. You ain't called this meeting? And soon as he said it, that nigga called one to the temple, nigga. And I was like, I ain't gonna lie. That moment, I jumped a little bit. Because I wasn't expecting nobody to get shot in their fucking head. So then in the far back of the room, you see Trig, Luke James in the back, holding the pistol, nigga. Like, so what, I'm, what I don't understand is... Why you didn't kill dude right why there? Why did you shoot that nigga right there? He clearly don't got no backup with him. Because they like, ain't coming up. Nigga, coming. Jay... 
He didn't even he didn't, he act like he was going for the blicky. He didn't even take the gun Jay, out. Jay, have you ever in the history of cinema, television, film, any of that? Seeing a nigga have more of the drop on a nigga than Luke had on this thing. <laughs> Fam, he had, you had this nigga dead to rights, bro. Like, you want your little brother back? Easiest way to get custody is kill this nigga, dog. But you'd rather fight it out in court with a lawyer? <laughs> what? You'd rather depend on your crackhead mama to take 10 bands and go to court? Fam, why didn't you shoot the nigga? Fam, you were there. Honestly, I don't get why you ain't shoot him first. You shot fucking uh, the nigga that killed Reggie. And now... I'm in town and I'll take over Duda's people. Like, I don't know shit. I just, I didn't get it at all. You took Reggie truck, took Reggie house, took Reggie future trans girlfriend, <laughs> but didn't take that nigga job. Because I promise you could have ran the 63rd Street mob if you'd have shot Duda in his fucking head right there, dog. But, and I'm like, nigga, this nigga's running for mayor. That just would have been a beautiful moment. Like, Yo, mayoral see, candidate, and I see how much power the Chicago mayor has. Man, whoo, Lori Lightfoot out there. Um, you think Lori Lightfoot, sixty third Street? No, I'm talking <laughs> about uh, the Kelsey Grammer shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on um, boss. Yeah, yeah, boss from Stars. Boss, shout out to Boss. Great show. Go watch it if you haven't. Uh, so Trig comes up to Duda and they talking, and he like. Yeah, I know that's who killed Reggie, nigga. And he like, why you ain't kill that nigga? And dude, I like, oh, I had my suspicions, but with shit like this, you want to be 100%. So I'm thinking Trig, like, nigga, you a bitch-ass nigga. You ain't even killed a nigga who killed my brother. Fuck your suspicions. I'm about to shoot you in your fucking head. He say, I know you got custody of Jake. I want my little brother back. I think a dude, I was like, uh, good luck, nigga. <laughs> Your mom signed custody over to me, nigga. I, I'm actually his legal guardian right now, nigga. <laughs> and he like, oh, word. I'm going to talk to my mom then. And that was the end of the scene. Fam, you just shot a nigga in, front of the, in the head in front of me. And then you just walked off talking about, I'm going to take you to court to get my little brother back. It was just weak, dog. Like, they did look kind of dirty in this scene. Because they made him look like a weirdo who had no real agenda, nigga. Like, if you're trying to get Jake back and take over the streets, you killed a nigga that run the streets. I just, I didn't get it. But nevertheless, we see Jake, or I'm sorry, we see Trig go to Reggie's house. I don't know how he got Reggie's keys. I'm still trying to figure out why he has Reggie's truck. I don't know why he's in Reggie's house. But he goes there. He got his girl with him. They go up in there, and they walking around, and they in the kitchen, and she goes, yeah, this place could work. I can set up the barber stuff back here. They in the kitchen. I'm like, so she's a barber. Then he like, yeah, I can run the card games out the back. And it's just like, what are y'all talking about? Who, nigga, you just got out of jail. What card games do you run? And if if that's what got you arrested, you should stop. How old are you? Nigga, Lou James got to be my age, minimum. So I'm like, even if y'all trying to make Trig younger than actual Luke James, you too old to be thinking you're going to run some fucking card games out the back of the house while your girl cut hair. Like, what are y'all talking about, bro? Again, it was just a lot of random shit. So while they there, the mom wants or the mom comes over. Jake and, and Reggie and Trig's mom, she walks in and... I didn't think she looked as crackheadish as I was expecting a mom to look. Because you remember Reggie used to always say, don't sell to her. He used to always tell his boys when niggas did sell to her, they got dealt with. 
because he ain't want niggas selling to his little brother mama. He ain't give a fuck, but that's my little brother mama. I don't want to see. I want him to see her like that, knowing it's my shit. So when she came in, I was expecting like a real live fiend look, nigga. I was ready for some motherfucking cheeseburger looking muff. She just looked like, eh. She looked. Towards the end, I'm thinking, like, oh, yeah, she a crackhead. When she started holding that Yeah, arm, yeah, yeah. I've seen I'm her like, doing yeah. that. i seen. She had some of the motion. She just ain't give me that look. But her and uh, Trig kind of get into a little argument and shit. Because that nigga, like, how much you sell your son for? 5000 <laughs> Damn. That's how much Jake was worth, nigga? With his little ashy mouth? Five bands, huh? And she said, nigga, I... Jake could be... Uh, Diggy uh, Simmons. Yeah. Jake is Diggy Simmons. <laughs> I actually think that's Diggy Simmons with a wig on, nigga. Could be. I think he has on a lock wig, for sure. But uh, she like, look, I, the nigga said he wanted to give fucking Jake a better life than what I could offer him. Your daddies ain't shit. Y'all niggas wasn't around. Reggie dead. You was in jail. The fuck was I supposed to do? I gave him over to that nigga. And he was like, dog, I knew I should have took Jake when I left. She said, why didn't you? And I appreciated Luke for how he delivered this line. That nigga said, I ain't his fucking mama you are. A bar, nigga. Because at the end of the day, it wasn't my responsibility to take this nigga with me when I left. I could have. And in retrospect, if your mom's a crackhead and your brother's a dope dealer and you leave in that environment, you probably want to take your brother. But clearly, had you took him, you wasn't like the world's greatest role model. You went to prison for some bullshit, too. So, And you ain't got no problem killing niggas. You shot a nigga in the head. 10 minutes into the episode anyway they had the convo and that nigga trig said look i'll give you 10 bands to go down there tomorrow and get custody back and give jake to me and she was like i don't know if i could do that and the girlfriend was like look i don't want to get in family business nigga she said then don't she uncrackheaded real quick nigga that nigga turned up like then don't young man <laughs> hey, don't cancel us, please. I love everybody. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> All Black Lives Matter. <laughs> that was Jason. <laughs> <laughs> don't cancel us. All right, man. That so All Lives Matter shit, but I ain't gonna get into that. No, 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 no. But um, the girlfriend was like, "Yo, I don't want to get in y'all business." The mom said, "Don't." And then that nigga Trig said, "Look, flat out, what you need to do." Just go down there tomorrow, sign them papers over, get your son back, and then I'ma take him, dog. Fucked up part about all this, she gonna die. I think the mom might die, but I also don't think Jake. Why would Jake want to go with you when he lived with a rich nigga who got pizza franchises and shit? Yeah, I saw the. Um, and I'm certain he's selling weed for that nigga. I saw the previews, and that's what basically he's like, nigga. Yeah. I don't know you. I don't know. And nigga Otis Perry, when they was talking, he said. Jake thought you were dead. I wish the nigga would whisper in my ear. I shoot you, nigga. <laughs> Fuck out of here. I'm holding a gun and you gonna lean over and whisper, nigga. We in here by ourselves. That nigga said, <laughs> "Fuck is you talking in about? a warehouse with an echo? <laughs> like, like nigga, I can hear you, nigga. Like, if somebody watch. Uh, he he performing for the cameras and shit. Like nigga, ain't nobody watching us. What the fuck is you whispering to me for? He said you were dead. That what? What? Sense. Jake said you were dead. I'd have shot that nigga. <laughs> I just don't get why he did. Fam, you literally could have killed him and gotten your brother back the next day. And you clearly have great aim. <laughs> you shot a nigga in the temple from a million feet away. Nigga, dog. at least 50 feet away. Fam. Like, come on, fam. Like, you, at the end of the, you at the end of the range at Action Impact. Like, <laughs> boom, precise, precision. Like, you just killed that leader of a gang, though. Like you Took just, him out. You just killed Duda. 
or the east side or the west side or the north side, whatever the whatever side. That was and Chicago setup. And know. not only did you do that, but like you were crafty enough to get both of them there, thinking that the other one set it up. Like you actually remember when he was like he couldn't do it. I said he couldn't kill the other nigga. Yeah. Cause it was on some fucking gang shit. Like we can't do that, nigga. That ain't how this works, nigga. You did a lot to get the drop, only to be like, "I'll see you in court." <laughs> Trig a wild nigga, dog. Maybe that's why his name Trig. He got good aim, nigga. Trig the shooter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what else happened, dog? Oh, we get. Let's let's talk about the boys for a minute, man. Uh, they at the house. They being 14, 15 year old boys, man. They um they over there, they chilling, they smoking. Keisha comes in the room. Jake, like, damn, Keisha. Which is all because when you get I had that moment with my sister, rest in peace, when some of her friends started to get fined. And mm-hmm. I was like 13, and I was like, all right, y'all looking kind of it was this girl named India. I was like, okay, India, I see you. But you know, they little brother you. They be five, six years old, and you a little boy, nigga. But Jake and them was like getting ready to chill. They was smoking. Keisha was about to dip and she go up to uh to Kevin and she like, look, if mom and them call where I'm at, he like you with whoever you with uh, Jennifer. And then she was like, what we doing? Y'all studying for the SAT? Like they had a whole lie down, but she was clearly going to see a nigga. I didn't know. Did you feel in that moment that whatever she was finna do was going to be like it? Like, she was going to get in trouble going to see the nigga. Like, I thought this was finna be, like, par for the course. Like, mom's gone for the weekend. Kevin's straight. Finna go see my nigga. I really ain't see no problems coming with Keisha. I don't know. And this, but I will say, so when they announced this season, they was talking about Jason Mitchell not being on it and all that. They said it was going to center a lot around Keisha's character. And I remember thinking, how y'all going to do that? We don't even really know Keisha like that. We know her brother. Listen, this is what I don't want. Well, I don't want to rephrase that. Like, don't give me a bad show yeah. and bad writing and cloak it in sex trafficking and child um, child sex trafficking and make it seem like, yo, you don't like the show because of the subject it is. You, mm. don't, you don't respect for You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, you don't, don't guilt me or don't virtual signal me into like. Into liking the show. Yeah, because like, I don't know that I'm going to like this shit. We always, we was always like, I don't know how they're going to pull it off. And then without the, Brennan. Yeah. Like, and then his first episode, what it's not the greatest. Yeah. So it like, wasn't the worst, but it wasn't great. So like I hope y'all give me a good show. Cause I hate to trash this shit while it's talking about a something serious. Now, on on that note, the subject matter that they brought up, and again, we'll get into it in a minute when we get to the end of the episode. But bringing that up, I will applaud whoever's idea that was. Cause I was like, Oh, that's a way to create some drama. Because I do remember going into season two when we did our little review before the season started. You remember we didn't review season one. We didn't know if niggas was watching. Season two, I remember us talking about what's going to be the conflict season two. Nigga, Coogie did. And we know who did it. And now the streets know who did it. Like, what's going to be the thing? And they pulled off a hell of a season last year. So I'm hoping that this season... This first episode wasn't a reflection of the whole season. Because it's like the fourth or fifth showrunner they got. Yeah. Uh, Facts. Writing room didn't change. The actors didn't change. And the the energy didn't change. Like, I'm just hoping that we still got it. Because this is one of my favorite shows. 100%. And I think it has the makings to be a classic. Like, I really love this show. Well, with with Jason Mitchell, it definitely had it. It definitely had it. And now, and that's the thing, not that that. 
Kevin takes away act- its potential, but Kevin the best actor. Kevin's on the show. easily the best actor on the show. Kevin's the best character on the show. Um, and I feel like them trying to drive this storyline as child trafficking or sex trafficking storyline around his sister. I'm hoping it gives us more Kevin. You know what I'm saying? I, I kind of also feel like <sighs> because they started with so much. You a hoe, you a hoe, you a yeah. hoe. Look at your clothes. You look how you dressed. Um, even old girls that don't come over here dressed like this. I'm mm-hmm. dressed like this for my man. And then when when she went to Emmy crib, yeah. When then when um scrunchy voice walked past yeah. and shit, and she covered herself up. Like I don't want y'all to be like, yo, because she dressed like this, now nah. she got kidnapped. Yeah, that, yeah. Like and because she a hoe, quote yeah. unquote. Because like y'all made. Y'all, I felt. Like I get what y'all trying to say, yeah. but like I thought y'all OD'd on this episode to for for payoff in the end, and that's not how you. That's not. That's not. I don't like that connection. Sex trafficking a teenager shouldn't be a payoff. Yeah, that's not what I want to get from that. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like yeah, it I'm, felt, yeah. and and again, it felt the same way. I don't like you using representation as an excuse to just show me a fucking strap on bouncing up and down on my screen. That's cheap. It's cheap. Certain shit is cheap. And it's I feel like it's a slap in the face to the motherfuckers who are actually real life living this shit. Um, if you've had somebody get sex trafficked in your life and you know somebody who who went through that or who didn't come home from that, nigga, seeing somebody be told, oh, they dress too scantily clad for an hour and then they get snatched at the end, that probably don't feel that good to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you've been... A lesbian looking for lesbian representation hey, on TV. Why you on a fucking bus stop? Why come he can't come to the crib and oh, pick nigga. you up? You don't got that no was bu- a whole convo, bro. Like fam, you, the the parents is gone, nigga. They ain't leave no car. Like no, I'm saying he couldn't come through. Come pick me Idiot. up. If he can't pick you up, can he come through? He gotta be the nigga. Fam, if I can't, and I get because somebody was trying Uber to tell me Uber exists. Uber exists heavy in Chicago. He couldn't pay for the Uber. You was just dating a coach with a new Beamer and, and rims like, on it. It looked like he was spinning her. I mean, the nigga name was Nuke. So, sound like she probably ain't dating a fucking rich track coach no more. Um, or wealthy track, whatever the fuck. But it just, again, it looked cheap how they did it. But um, before we get to, to that whole scene, Kevin, Jake, and Papa, they wanted some girls to come through. Kevin liked a girl, Ebony. Jake was like, tell her, bring her friend. They wasn't even trying to bring nobody for Papa. It looked like a Jake and Kevin show because they, they didn't expect for the third to be there and because, who the third was. But that's that's real friends, though, because mm-hmm. we know, Papa, how you get down, and we ain't going to put you in position. Church boy. We, don't, we, don't we ain't want to give you no liquor earlier. Facts, facts. Like, and yeah. then you passed out after drinking it. Why you talking about all wine is the blood of Jesus, nigga? And then you were asleep. So the girls come through. And it's the Ebony girl, her one friend, but Maisha with him. Maisha, I like Maisha's character too, man. I always have. I just think she's good. But she back, and you know, the last time we saw her, um, she heard Kevin hoeing her, trying to impress his friends. Like, I don't even like Maisha like that. That's just my friend. Like, she ain't even, and she was standing right there, heard everything, and that was the end of that. But apparently her and the girl, Ebony, are real close friends. She was like, oh, Kevin, you thought you got away with something. Thought you was being slick. And that nigga was like, no, I ain't even know y'all knew each other. She was like, well, yeah, we do. So I'm here, nigga, move out the way. Right. She walked in, looked Papa dead in the eye. She like, hey, Papa. 
That nigga Papa caught that feeling, nigga. Papa was like, let me let me holler at you right quick. quick. He said, look, Kevin, <laughs> I look, I know y'all had a thing. I get it. I get it. I get it. But did you see how she looked at me right there, nigga? Like, I got to say something to her. And Kevin was like, do your thing. He gave him his blessing. I wish that it, it was that simple. When you ain't really liking a motherfucker, if your mans ask, yup. Or if they still like him and they like, you know what? I wouldn't even be comfortable letting you. But niggas don't ask and niggas don't say how they really feel. I've asked. I've, eh. Have I asked? I've asked. I haven't been asked. I've I've had to have combos where it was like, nigga, you knew I was talking to her back in it. Like, it wasn't even back in the day. It was like a couple months ago, nigga. Why you it was just kinda, holler? Kind of after the fact, acts like, yeah. yo, uh. <laughs> yeah, already did it. But want to make sure you ain't mad. Like, hey, um, but the nigga Kevin gave Papa his blessing. He said, do your thing, and them niggas was like, yo, we need to divide and conquer, man. Papa, you go in the fucking uh, lesbian mom room. Kevin, you go in your room, nigga. Jake, like, I'll take Keisha room. We all good. They go in there. Kevin fingered old girl. Jake fucked. And Papa gave Maisha a foot massage, nigga. And talked about, and talked about life and youth <laughs> and building youth programs and shit. But Kevin told him, like, yo, you can't go at her on no superficial shit. You got to go at her like an intellectual. And I, hey, they went in there and talked about youth centers and shit. So over a foot massage. I know grown women who would love that right now. So... It worked. Um, I think that will come up, though. I think Kevin's going to be mad, especially if he go to this other school, which it looks like he will be doing. Um, I don't think I, I think he's going to get mad. I think he's going to get jealous that Papa hollering at Maisha. Nah. It's going to come up. Y'all remember I said that. Jay don't agree, but y'all remember I said that. Uh, Keisha, before she went to go meet up with her nigga, she went to Emmett's crib to drop off the money for the catering. Went over there. Tiffany answered the door. Tiffany wasn't really mad that she came over, but she was mad at the little combo they was having. She say, "Y'all niggas don't got y'all ain't never heard of Vimo." Like, we gotta drop no fucking money. She like, "Oh, my stepmama don't believe in that." But nigga, all right, why don't you put it in your account and then Vimo? Stepmama look like she sell weed too. Facts. Because what do she do? How she passed the money off? Like, yeah, I was like, man, she did a hand to hand, nigga. (laughs) Like, I know, I know that hand giveaway, nigga. That wasn't a hey, here's a dollar, nigga. That was yo. Give me a hand right quick. How she was maneuvering through the hotel room yeah. with the with the with the with the room service. I'm like, oh, this a nigga. Like mm-hmm. this a like No, Dre a real nigga. I just didn't need to see her scrappy. But uh I mean, she the first woman I've ever heard called Dre. I'm like, so you won, the nigga's over. She won when the nigga fam, you was walking around all day in some sweatpants with the strap on, nigga. Like That's crazy. You literally was walking around with your dick. Like, you a nigga. You trying to tell me you a nigga. All right, cool. Um, but when Keisha was talking to Emmett, they stepped outside for a minute. Emmett asked her about college again. He like, yo, you picked a school? She like, yeah, I'll probably go to Pepperdine, California, and uh, I'm going to get the fuck out of Chicago. He was like, can I come visit? She like, no. Nah. That nigga was like, look, man, I'm going to always love you. She was like, Emmett, don't start, motherfucker. Like, you live with your girl now. Your girl just opened the door for me. Like, relax, my nigga. He was like, no, 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 not on that shit. Like, you just always going to have a special place in my heart. And I kind of took it, like, if nothing else, that nigga was kind of saying something. I might not never see you again. 
little did he know he really might not never see her again. Like you might not be able to, but I thought he was just taking it as like, nigga, I live with my girl. We not in school together. And now that I've catered your mom's wedding, I have no more business with y'all. Like I did notice when he was talking to her earlier, <laughs> that nigga said, Brandon's gone. Kevin's my responsibility now. <laughs> and she just was kind of like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I'm like, Keisha, that's your little brother, though. Yeah, nigga, that's not like, his responsibility. It's not his responsibility nigga, at all. Mama responsibility. Like, and not your, not your stepmom, if anything. Hit him with that soul food. Like, daddy gone, nah, Joe. Fucking Uncle Pete head ass nigga. Brandon gone, nah, Joe. But uh, the nigga Emmett, I like him and Tiffany. I want him not to fuck that up, but it's Emmett, so I know he will. Um, Then we get that final scene. We see Keisha at the bus stop. She texting whoever this nuke nigga is or nook, whatever that nigga name was. And uh, she like, yo, some shit came up. I'm headed to your side of town now. That nigga said, oh, she was like, I'll be there soon. That nigga nook say, nigga, how long is soon, Keisha? She was like, nigga, when I'm taking a bus, soon is however I fucking, how long it take to get there. Nigga, you, I'm on the bus. Like, fellas, do not let your lady get on the bus, bro. And ladies... Don't let a nigga put you on a bus. And I don't care what city you live in. I know a lot of niggas was telling me, oh, you know how Chicago is. It ain't uncommon to catch the bus. Very true. But if you want to see a dude, you don't need to get on a bus in the middle of the night, fam. It, it got dark between her going to Emmett crib and her getting to this bus stop. So put her in an Uber if she coming to see you, bro. That's the least you can do if you ain't scooping her. But she at the bus stop while she there. That nigga Ronnie walked by. He was drinking earlier. Uh, at the bar with his homies. He did something nasty, too. He got in his Dooney and Burke. He put E&J on the tab. That's nasty, dog. Nobody in the history of drinking has ever put E&J on a tab, hey man, nigga. put this dollar in 37 cents. <laughs> you pay for E&J right there. Like, you don't you don't put E&J on the tab. Bro. I hate the two niggas he be hanging with. They useless. They're useless, and they say the same thing to him. They be like, Ronnie, you're not a bad guy, but... We know you, you know, the streets be talking. It's uh, like, I killed one kid. And I'm like, yes, nigga, you killed one kid and it's over His for man you. did say that. Like, he was like, you killed a kid. And nigga, but it was just one. It was a whole year and a half ago and shit. Like, Why y'all not over it? His brother dead. Nah, I ain't kill him. Bitch, get out the bar. So Ronnie had got drunk earlier. The nigga's going through his little depressed drunk spiral again. It's the same thing with him every season. But this time he walks past the bus stop where Keisha was sitting at. Like if he did this shit, dog. I, I don't want, think he did. I want Kevin to like kill him bare hands. So in the preview that they show. Oh, so he walked by Keisha. Him and Keisha glance at each other. She knows who the fuck Ronnie is. She live in the neighborhood. She kind of covered herself up like, oh, don't look at me. I know I'm dressed scantily clad and ronnie looked like bitch i don't know you nigga i'm just drunk and walking by the bus stop and then the bus comes it passes the stop so we don't see the interaction the way they filmed it they made it look like the bus pulled up stopped and keisha wasn't there no more and it was like oh shit did ronnie take keisha we don't know or did Keisha get up and run away from Ronnie? We don't know. And then when the bus pulls off, they zoom in on the ground and her phone is on the ground. Cracked. Cracked. And Kevin texted her and said, when are you coming home? Tomorrow? And the episode goes off, man. So I don't think Ronnie took her. I think he walks off. And the only reason I say that, in the preview for the season, it looks like 
I think Ronnie's going to try to like redeem himself by trying to help find her. Fuck out of here, Ronnie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, clearly here, Kevin and them family shouldn't fucking let a child murderer help find a missing daughter. But I feel like that's going to be his redemption is trying to help find Keisha. Well, go get the white cop from um, last season. More questions. Where was the white cop and Alice Toussaint, the woman who had the son in prison that was getting whooped up because his mama's a cop? Nigga, like, where were they all of a sudden? Like, especially Alice, she was the, her and the white cop cared about Brandon. What a white cop did, she got Brandon arrested when the gun was on the nigga truck. I'd rather see more of them than Mama and her her girlfriend. Fam, they were a part of the plot. The white cop was assigned to Coogie Case. Like, he gives a fuck about that family, dog. So it was just weird for them not to be on here. I don't know that he won't be for the rest of the season. But, again, weird not to say why and how Brandon got killed. Weird not to say where the fuck Jerrica went. Weird to show so much of Kevin's mom and her new wife when we haven't seen Kevin's mom this much ever. Um, weird that they still trying to force Ronnie on us. And the one Ronnie character who was actually important and who I liked, the grandma, wasn't even on there. Where the fuck grandma go? The house was boarded up and shit. Had a letter from the city saying she was fucking evicted. I was. Duda is the villain. Facts. He likely killed Brandon. And Reggie. Yeah. Because he had just told Reggie, you, got you ain't got nothing, nothing to, to worry, worry about. about. Yep. And they just told him, either you kill Reggie or we going to kill him. Yep. Because that was from the other gang no, no, with the leader that uh, Luke James killed. That's what his gang said. You kill him or we will. But we know he the one that robbed our stash houses. So, And if you don't kill him, it's beef on with you. Facts. Because you ain't do... What we got in agreement to do, gang to gang, nigga. Like, gangs really be abiding by laws and fucking codes and shit. That shit crazy. But um, we 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 not gonna follow rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then we gonna get in together to I, agree and yeah. follow rules. And if you don't follow rules, why you not following rules? Then we can't fuck with you, and you're really, really yeah. bad. Nah, oh, you my enemy, enemy, nigga. <laughs> oh, you the op ops, fam. Luke James had both ops in his face. And killed one and told the other one, I'll meet you in court. I just don't get it, dog. But um, I hate that they did the this season on the shy. Show me next week. I want to see next week. I don't want to see this season, dog. Oh, like, they got it. The, 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 the trailer out on, the, on a YouTube On YouTube? Channel. All right. I'm going to check that out, man. Because I want to see next week's shit. I don't want to see the fucking... Uh, matter of fact, can you pull that up? Pull that up real quick. We'll, we'll, we'll get y'all niggas a punch or something. Because I want to watch this right fast. See what the fuck happening next week. So we just watched two things. We looked at the season preview. And then we looked at the uh, trailer that's on YouTube for next week's episode. We're definitely about to get more of Kevin and Keisha's mom and Dre. Because Keisha got kidnapped. So... They're going to be involved, but we saw them go up to her school. They're trying to figure out where she been at. She ain't been home, but the mama say, you know, she might not come home, but Keisha won't miss school. She ain't been to school either. So what you think about that season trailer, though, man? I mean, I, uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll Keisha see. might get killed out this bitch. It it looked like they might. I mean, because like fam, like where you been at? Like unless you about to, yeah, unless you about to like bust in and somebody gonna be having their hair tortured. Like man. come on, fam. 
what they really do to her, man. You and, know what uh, I'm saying? Like, I, I think with them trying to approach the topic of black women being abducted, um, black girls being being sex trafficked, back girls being killed, being attacked, man. I, I think one of the things that I'm I'm hoping Lena really does with this season is shine a light on black women being under attack. I don't like Lena's acting, by the way. I did not like... So Lena is running up against Duda as his uh, mayoral opponent, and um, I didn't like what she said at all in that little scene. Like, my opponent don't care about y'all. And it was like... Yeah, Lena uh, been on some bullshit. Uh, she got a little... Didn't she just get caught out here? Oh, yeah. She cheated on her wife with... Uh, um, Harriet Tubman. Like it's been a lot of shit going on. Yeah, man. dog. Um, Lena definitely. She's been having some questionable moments, if if nothing else, dog. But we gonna see. Um, I'm I'm excited that the shy is back. I'm excited that we get ten more weeks of a show to review, because with COVID, man, you know stuff is a lot more concerning now. With with our business and what we do up here. Um, now, granted, we got throwback reviews for days. We got shit on deck for days. So I'm not really concerned about us having content. And again, we can take a 30-minute show and talk for four hours. So that's just how we get down. But in general, I'm nice, especially knowing that Snowfall won't be back this year, or at least not this summer. Um, I, I can appreciate and respect that we at least got this show. And salute to Lena and whoever the staff is that they were able to get this done and through production before because a lot of shows that come out around this time didn't because <laughs> a lot of shows be bullshit and waiting to the last minute facts facts and uh lena and them got in there and they got it done last year man they they filmed it directed it produced it and got it out in time and they actually brought this season up early this wasn't supposed to come out till end of july and they moved it up early because it's like yo Ain't too much other original programming about to drop right now. So let's get our shit out there, man. So let us know what y'all thought about the episode, man. Again, I gave it a 6 out of 10. Jay gave it a 5. It wasn't the worst season premiere, but it was kind of scattered, man. It didn't really have a lot of direction. They introduced a lot of characters and didn't really introduce them. Um, And they introduced a lot of new plots without tying up some of the old ones, man. And uh. You know, even I, I get that in life, everything don't get tied up with a pretty little bow. But again, I feel like they should have showed a little bit more respect to Brandon's character. Um, kind of goes back to what I said earlier about separating art from artists. Um, I get that they have some bad blood with Jason Mitchell, but that character Brandon was beloved no matter what. And I'm like, on your creation, you show your and character. The show is good. A, we love the show. And yeah. Like, Yo. And Brandon, the show was about Brandon. <laughs> like, if you had to pick a main character from the ensemble, it was Brandon. So he was the only person that was connected to every other character. Every plot line was Brandon. Every involvement in any storyline was Brandon. So, Lena, these is your characters. Show a little more respect to your character. And send him off the right way. I felt like they sent him off cheap. Again, for, you know, I know Tiffany Boone, who played Jerrica, she wasn't a main character, but she was an important character. And we liked her because she was with our fucking uh, star. She was with Brandon. So seeing her just kind of not even mentioned felt kind of cheap, man. And then again, throwing Luke in there. Like I said, I don't think he did uh, the worst job acting. Fake Tiffany Boone. Give me somebody in dressing all black with the black hat. Now, like, come on, fam. you can't just ignore the fact that she wasn't at the funeral. That because I get that they broke up 
and it was an aggressive argument. Like it was an emotional one. I rewatched that finale yesterday, and that was a great scene, acted well by both of them. But uh, fam, they was in a relationship, living together, doing all that. He had proposed to her. Nigga, you don't just fucking not be at the funeral. Like she ain't hate the nigga. They just broke up, nigga. Niggas break up, bro. But I don't know. It was it was kind of cheaply handled in some other some areas. But again, I like them introducing the uh, women, black women specifically, being abducted all over the country and niggas not really saying nothing about it. I like them introducing that story because it's something real and it's something that's really happening out here in the world. So I would like to see how Lena handles it. My hope is that she handles it appropriately, man. But y'all let us know what y'all thought about the episode. Go join the uh, the conversation on my personal page. Real quick, somebody asked me, I actually had two people ask me this today. Why do the uh, threads go up on my personal page and not the group page? So it's a private group. I have a public Facebook. Because not everybody is in the group yet, we trying to get everybody in the group. But because not everybody has joined the group yet, the conversation when we tried this a year ago with Insecure, it was kind of light. The comments was light. We wasn't really getting the activity that we used to get when it was just my regular little thread page that started before we even had the podcast. So keeping it on my public page, the convos are a little more in-depth. We get a lot more topics. A lot more people can come in. Niggas tag their friends, tag their family. But what I want y'all to start doing, when you tag motherfuckers, tell them go join the group as well. Because the hope is for us to be able to shift all the energy into our podcast pages, man, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Follow us at This Week in Culture. Till next episode, I'm your host, Ant Wood. That's your host, Jay Johnson. Episode 104. We out.